Your, your accent sounds a little Liverpooly. Like I don't. Oh I'm, my god, I'm from Manchester. Oh, don't say that. Oh no, <laughs> no, 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 no! I get, I get thrown out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. See. Uh, okay. No, no. Originally from Manchester. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh, the, the, yeah, no, no, like, uh, not doing the show, you throw, like, like just throw the... Paid, <laughs> someone's paid you to say that, I'm, I'm sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, um, oh, by the way, swearing is, like, a-okay if it's... If I've got my mature tags and stuff like that, and who gives a shit about demonetization? Um, <laughs> let's see. Chat's filling up here yet. Is that further north than Aberdeen, Stu? Oh, yeah, it's seven and a half hours further north than Aberdeen on the boat. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty far. It's, I mean, it's okay. Yeah, it's nice drive. I, I drove down to Edinburgh for work today. So I think that's, I don't know, 350 miles after you get off the boat. Man, so, like, cause I, got, I got off the boat at the top in Thurzo. Thor, Thor's Harbour, Thurzo. <laughs> well, I mean, it... Like, it at least you get to relax now and talk about like the greatest game in the world, Age of Sigmar, right? Yes. <laughs> so, so worth it. So, um, welcome, chat gang. I am, of course, the magical Mr. Mephisto, the most dangerous man in Age of Sigmar. Welcome to Rantcast 67. I am joined tonight by two guests. That means my from from opposite sides of the world. Uh, basically, the sun will not set on the content I'm spinning right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've got uh, on the uh, on the left side of my screen. I've got uh, Stu, the Scotland ETC captain and co-host of the Northern Invasion. How's it going, Stu? I'm very good, thank you, sir. And welcome. Then thanks for being on. Um, and then from the upside down, I've got Michael Thompson, a uh, top table, a perennial top table table contender at the most prolific, the world's largest Age of Sigmar tournament, CanCon. Two years in a row, you went back to back, like right there in it, a six and zero and a five and one, as I recall, with death. Um, and a regular on on Measured War Gaming, uh, Joel's uh, uh, Battle Report show. There, how's it going? How's it going, Michael? Yeah, it's good. Thanks. Bit early for me, but I'm up. So let's do it. <laughs> and you you do of course got a um. I appreciate you waking up uh, early to be on, so we can you know throw this together. Um, uh, I was sort of asking around like who are like in terms of like specifically Legions of Nagash, like who are two guys you absolutely want to hear from? Because you know, Legions of Nagash with us, Eric Bone Reapers, um Flesh Eater Course had a huge power spike there for a little bit. It sort of fell to the wayside. And I think it's really good to to be able to kind of talk about for me, which is is really like my first love getting back into Age of Sigmar, was I, I was figured out which army to to buy. I didn't quite understand playing a Grand Alliance Death Army at first. I started collecting my models, and it seemed like I didn't even finish my army, and the G and the, that Legion of Nagash battle tome came out, and it's like, you have made the correct decision. So that was, <laughs> like, and, uh, you know, I, I, I trace my lineage back to uh, Warhammer Fantasy Battle, uh, playing then Army Book Undead. So, like, you know, I didn't have to choose what, to, it was all in the same book. So it was a little weird to wrap my head around, like, keywords and all that stuff, but Sama Boy Nagash was right there. Um, it is pronounced Nagash on Rantcast. Don't at me, international guests. Um, <laughs> and uh, and um, and uh, like it's just like it was like, it was just like falling in love all over again. But I that's that's me. That's that's my story with Legions of Nagash. Uh, Stu, I'm going to start with you. Um, you know, what's your background with Age of Sigmar and why death? Why why Legions of Nagash? Well, I suppose uh, back in eighth, back in uh, fantasy, I was a Greenskins player, so I. Um... 
and, and ogres and things like that, mainly goblins, actually. And then when AOS first dropped, I was playing Mixed Destruction at the time, which was uh, Double Dreadmore. I was running um, Double Dreadmore with uh, Tyrant. And, you know, I'd cobbled together all my, my uh, destruction stuff. But I got to the stage where I thought, right, I want an Age of Sigmar army now. I've rebased most of my destruction, but I thought, I want something different. So it was pre-Legions um, and Agash book, but we had those Grand Alliance books, you know, the big... They were all massive except for the little death one. But I remember going through the end times and, and death did really well. It got some really nice new models. We got the Mortarks, we got the uh, the Morgasts. Um, and I just thought, oh, I really like those models. So I thought, right, I'm going to just do an AOS army. And at the time I built um, the Death March. That's what I started with. And I thought, right, I'll build a Death March. And then it kind of grew from there. Um, it got a bit a bit crazy. I, I think I've got most... most things i have got nagash or nagash if you want to yeah there you go thank you yeah drake i've got built him yet so i've never actually played with them um but yeah. i i run the three uh the three martaks that matter uh anybody else i do believe is a pretender um, what, what I'm are not, i'm not well alinda doesn't count and Cat okay. Cross is is he's not even getting any of my <laughs> so, so there's three more tarks. The shade, the it. shade. So what what are the three yeah. three more tarks that matter? Just just for uh, you know uh, posterity. Yeah. So so first and foremost, we've got Manfred who gave us this great game. So so, so Manfred Manfred pushed away the game we used to. Yeah, love. blew up the old world. <laughs> so so Man Manfred front and center. Then there's Neff who's yeah, it's like. A good Alarial, and then we've got Arcan, which is just shite. Sorry, but uh, <laughs> he was always ropey. But because the years going the way it went, uh, yeah, us yeah. paying for Bone Reaper sort of uh, mm. benefits. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're a masochist if you take him nowadays, really, in Legions. But I did tonight, so, so <laughs> well, something you... about <laughs> well, you've got you've got a you were recording a bat rub just before this. Speaking of ending your yeah. night on eighth, so that'll that'll be hitting your your sort of network uh, in the in the near yeah. future. Yeah, right on, right on. Yeah, that'll be that'll be going on the on YouTube on Sunday. And I want yeah. and just uh, you know as you were like saying like oh I don't even have I, like I've got Nagash but I don't have him like you know I've really played with him like I'm looking at Michael's <laughs> face <laughs> like Michael's yeah. face because because of course. That. Because of course, Michael, uh, I, I think uh, when you tell us a little bit of your your like Warhammer uh, origins and why why legions, uh, you might have a slightly different perspective. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So so um. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you tell me a little bit about your your Warhammer background? Uh. You know, and and yeah. and why you chose chose death. Yeah. So sort sort of the same line as Stu, where started off in fantasy, but I was a high elf player. Um. And then, yeah, the world blew up and the game changed. Uh, and I sort of fell away from the game once there was no no points and competitiveness. You were supposed to make a list that was fair and no one could agree. So sort of just um, really stepped back then. And then once the General's Handbook came back out, it was when I sort of went nuts deep and really got back into it. Um, we were heading to... Uh, the second CanCon here in Australia when I first started. So I wanted to take a list that wasn't Stormcast at the time. Everyone was running the Vanguard wing. So um, I jumped into uh, Death Lords and Death. So I ended up having Arkan and Neferata and um, three units of the Morgast. 
and sort of grew from there. Um, yeah, that was when you could summon units onto the board and. Yeah, the the actual had summoning uh, re, uh, reserve points, right? Reinforcement points. Sorry, reinforcement yeah. points. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, just a, go ahead. Sorry, just a little story on that was uh, my first game at that CanCon was the coach Anthony Magro, who's um, I'm sure a lot of people know about, but um, a few a few uh, of his uh, a few of like uh, we sort of cross pollinate each other's discords and stuff. Um, yeah, a few, a few yeah. people from his Discord really recommended you you be on for this episode, actually. So yeah, so uh, shout out to coach. I, that game I summoned a Mongol on, and he he wasn't too pleased, and <laughs> I cursed him. Pissed. I cursed the, the whole unit of swordsmen in the first turn. I saw him just run off to the TO. He wasn't happy. <laughs> But that fucking happened last game. This is bullshit. Uh, he ended up getting the win anyway, but that was my first competitive game. It was one of the best feelings ever. Just one dice, one six, one five. Yeah, you know the story. Take yeah, on, yeah. Bring, bring back hilarious. Games Workshop because I know you're watching. Uh, please bring back Old Curse of Years. There's it. Yeah. There's so many like invulns and stuff. It it. Trust me, it'll be fine. It it'll be fine. <laughs> I got I got one dice tonight. I got one dice on a unit of horrors, um, and it was a unit of ten horrors, and uh, it got cursed years nine times with the one. I only got one six, and it went right down, and I kept rolling the twos. And on the uh, on the tenth wound, he rolled the six up invulnerable save on the last pink horror before oh. it went into the, before oh. it went into the others. Oh. So oh. yeah, almost almost. We want it back. Uh, we want it back. That's right. <laughs> we, we, we want it back. It's it's a quirky, interesting ability. Uh, you don't like Archon? Just just shoot him. He's he'll, he's he's made out of paper. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So real quick, uh, chat gang sort of popping off. Furious Bumble Goose with a tier one sub. Thank you so much for for that that sub. And Surf Luke's a lot subbed uh, with a tier one for three months now, and says, "Hey, up Mon uh, the Scots." I. <laughs> Yeah. I think that's uh, some sort of battle cry for Scott for Scots. <laughs> yeah. Fluxy and me actually came down to Cancun this year. Um we went on an epic flight via uh, New York and San Francisco from uh, we left one tournament in Stirling in Scotland and we went straight to the airport and then we flew um we flew to New York, San Francisco, down to Sydney. We met up with the Kiwis and went across to Cancun. We got there <laughs> we got there like late thursday night we played for the weekend and then we flew home monday morning so it was we were there for a long weekend in australia we spent more time on the plane than we did in australia it was good fun <laughs> that is that is some hardcore aos dedication right there that's amazing did you guys actually happen to run into each other there or do you like is this your first time conversing no, no yeah, I, 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 I remember meeting you no no no, I, no, I was like, unconscious. Yeah, there's 200 people. Well. Yeah, there's 200 people there. You're trying to meet up with friends that you haven't seen in ages. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. My family is here in Canberra, and I wasn't living here at the time, so you're running around catching up with them. It's just, it's a massive weekend for myself personally. When you, yeah, you're just trying to catch up with everyone because, as you know, uh, Australia is massive, and you just when you travel to events you make friends and you just want to see them most of the time yeah yeah no i, I understand I, I i i every tournament there's always that that group of people that i thought i was going to get to hang out with and just like the schedules never align um you know you meet yeah. some new people you you miss you 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 try to like hang out with your friends um 
I've started making, you know, I'm not e-famous by any means, but I have that like one or two people every now and then that are like, oh, you're Mephisto. And then like, I'm like, oh, hey, human. And then you have that like <laughs> that conversation where like they know way more about you than you know about them because, you you know, I, I have the arrogance to broadcast myself to the universe. Um, but it, it's like, uh, yeah, it's 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 I, I'm always fascinated by the AOS community. And really, um, I think that. This sort of, I've been calling it like a stasis. Of course, your country's both handled uh, the 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 pandemic a lot better than mine did. So you got to like, get to go out and play games more than we do. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I've considered it stasis because events did stagger. We did shut down some major ones across the whole globe. And the meta is kind of in a weird flux, I think. Like a state where like, we have some, some factors that we know about. We have some stuff that I think we can... We go, okay, yeah, we know this stuff's good. We know this stuff is good. But I also think because we're kind of in stasis, mostly playing with our close-knit groups of friends, we're able to sort of reinvestigate some old tech and, like, is this good now? Did I overlook this before? Because, I mean, you really got nothing to lose right now taking a three more Tarks uh, to a fight. <laughs> like, like, um, and I, I think that this this is a really – this is why I want to do tonight's episode, the, this sort of Legions of Nagash uh, retrospective and see what we can kind of harness from this when we kind of inevitably come out of our isolations and go get back to playing games with each other again. Um, you're lurking. Sounds good. <laughs> Surprise me. Um, so, so uh, real quick, um, was it, like, uh, do you? Is there any like lore that you gravitate towards, uh, towards Legion or towards um, Legion of Nagash or, or Death that you were just like that that really helped like make it feel like the right decision or was it, like more of a playstyle thing or was it both or something else? We'll start with uh, we'll start with you uh, uh, real quick there, Stu, and then Michael's uh, question. Well, I, I think I had a. Uh we're really lucky with the black library stuff that comes out. So, so I've always been a bit of a, a fan from reading up on the stuff. Um, and I think that early on, we had some good, good stories. We had the, uh, a few of the characters that we loved from the old world managed to come across. So, so we were quite lucky with our faction on that. Um, and then I think that, um, I, I think that the, the, the intrigue and the sort of, uh, duplicitousness of, of, uh, Nagash's, uh, lieutenants was what got me one of the most uh one of the highest things i did like the um uh the end times novels um yeah, and that was then I, I i liked seeing it follow through and seeing in particular neff and manfred always being the unwilling sort of the they were always looking for a way to stick a knife in the back of the big man um well, and you never quite knew with arkham arkham was uh he was always loyal but then when you read the books and things you're like is he is he truly waiting for his moment? Like, is he really? Yeah. Is this really just the longest con in in, in all of them? Yeah. See, Manfred. Um, uh, chat gang knows that that me and Manfred uh, don't see eye to eye at all. <laughs> and that's the best thing. Nobody likes him, so you can really bait people with him. Yeah. I find honestly, you, you just you get in the heads with Manfred because because yeah. everybody hates him. He's going to draw fire, and if he does something, they and and he actually pulls something successful. They've lost. They lose the psychological game. They lose the game early. I love that you're talking about the psychological game, the mental game. Um, so, um, Nagash, I've talked a little bit with you, um, uh, uh, Michael, about Nagash and how, like, you're just kind of like, I just kind of want to run this guy all the time. Where's that come from? Yeah. Uh, the model itself. I just love it. I love 
Um, most of my lists would normally have a a big bottle in them. Um, that center, you want that centerpiece, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the the rule set in the gash came with when legions drop was too good. The fact that you're ignoring battle shock table wide, um, re-rolling ones to hit for free as well. Like it's just it was all too good to, to pass up. And I know a lot of people think before it, the new war scroll came out that he wasn't um, worth his value in points when it come to two thousand. Like. I don't know if that's the same in Scotland or America, but definitely in Australia. But um, I just feel him too too good to to pass up. I love him. Well, he's. I mean, I I I think it's a, a mixed bag. I think it, it's certainly your list. Your lists are are very uh, like they're tall and narrow, you know, rather than wide. And yeah. I mean, you you have to get back your. I mean, once once you buy an endless spell or two, you're you're looking at almost a thousand point investment half your army in on nagash you gotta get yeah, that yeah. back like um yeah it was eight it was 800 points i think before he got the new war scroll yeah yeah so, he's, he's up to 880 uh, now after obr yeah, yeah. but you know it, i think you could make him uh like a i used to use him as a a beat stick as well like throw him into combat like you just can't have him sitting there, and I think that's where people sort of go wrong with him. They they try to protect him too much, and they they don't play aggressive yeah. enough. Yeah, one hundred percent. I've not seen him in a tournament now for, uh, well, apart from going down to CanCon, I've not seen him in a tournament for uh, since Bobo last year. So that would have been that'd have been last April. Yeah. Um, I've, I've I've really not 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 seen much table time. He's not been in Scotland at all for over a year. So. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's fallen out of favor at the moment. Since Nag like Nagash plus 60, that is Nagash plus 60 Grim Gas Reapers, since that list kind of, you know, yeah, yeah. got removed. I, I think a lot of people, that was like the cookie cutter, um, like, called the easy cheese. There's nothing wrong with easy cheese. It tastes great on Ritz crackers. Um, like, it's, like, you know, once that kind of fell out of favor, people started looking at, like, okay, I can either build... 60 different dead things to play with Nagash or whatever, or I can just build a new army, right? And then once you're looking at something like that, people tended to migrate. I think there's, we don't always move off of things because it gets bad when something gets nerfed. Uh, we, you have an opportunity to sort of like change gears. And I think a lot of people just choose to change gears because of the sort of recency bias of our game. There's always new flashy models coming out. The meta is always kind of shifting and rotating. Um, so I think people yeah. try to move off of that 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 said uh Nagash sees relative regular play here in america <clears throat> i think we just have a uh we just have like a very committed fan base to their armies i think is what really what it is here and australia is the galapagos islands it's just like evolution <laughs> like the the forced evolution of weird distribution has made australia's meta just like have to evolve in just crazy awesome ways <laughs> so yeah um so you see people like get really really good with like these these you know like nagash plus 30 pony lists or uh or um uh beast of chaos which is like no one plays beast of chaos oh no over here we got beast of like you know stuff like that so i think that's what's really really kind of special about go ahead go ahead i think australia's got like three different tiers of um competitive players where like you're saying people hold on to their armies and just play them because they love them you got the guys that want to pick against the meta, and then you just got the guys who play the meta as mm -hmm. such. And mm -hmm. um, like when you got CanCon for two hundred, that's just going to throw you ten thousand different lists that you just won't ever see again. 
Yeah. Yeah, I see I think that's I got to make CanCon. I mean this is one of my bucket list tournaments is CanCon Bobo and uh is it a, a war uh, as well uh, across the pond. So um uh, what do you what do you find uh, uh Stu is that like the meta in uh, Scotland uh I mean you're you're relatively close to being a part of the UK meta but is it distinct from that like all the stuff I read online or is it is it its own thing and then you guys kind of travel and and go invade their meta? Um how's that yeah. what's that dynamic like? Yeah, we've got quite a quite a close knit group. I mean, we have our own northern rankings, um, and I think that we have about two hundred and fifty people sitting in the uh, that have scored in a in a sort of an official tournament that's that's part of our season. Um, it's nowhere near the the volume that you get down in in England, where the population centre is. I mean, we only have uh, five million people in Scotland, so so there's a lot smaller player base, um, and we are quite you get familiar faces our tournaments you don't get bigger than 50 players because our national venue the biggest venue we have and uh, we can't get more than that mm-hmm. so you tend to see um the familiar faces there is a little bit of churn um but yeah it's 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 got its own distinct sort of flavor mm-hmm. and then the different regions do as well i mean ours in orkney ours people mock us all the time because you know, we're an island. There's like seven of us on Orkney that play, which is quite a lot, really, considering yeah. Um, yeah. a fairly low population. But um, it's not yeah, bad I'm for a round robin tournament. That's uh, everyone play. That's that you can get a full uh, you can get a full RTT in on that. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, so we're we're uh, we are very distinct. We we're trying harder to because we had um, we had a difficult with the Six Nations last last time. This year's was cancelled, but last year. Um, it was a disappointing result for us in the end. Um, we we came last, um, mm. which which hurt. Yeah. Um, and I think that the, we saw the other nations have put a lot more um, prep time in. And I think that that's the last twelve months as a nation, we we've really upped our game and things. We've opened yeah. the pool. We do specific um, practice days and things. So we, we're working on building an artificial meta, which is to. Uh, strategically counter the other nations. Well, um, but yeah, it's very small. It's quite a small community. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you then get that that familiarity with with opponents. So, I mean, you really get to, a chance to sort of deepen your own your own tactics from just like that re- repetition of, of of competition with with people you're familiar with. So I think I think they, these are both make for very interesting dynamics to to how it sort of flavors your perspectives on the army and of course uh i don't think i've tipped our hands yet but one of you loves legions of night specifically and one of you is a big grand host proponent and uh everyone checking knows what i am but uh i like uh, i like grand host a great deal myself um i think you can get a lot of uh i think you can get a lot of business in on a grand on grand host even without nagash because this is where you can kind of bring the other more tarks to play and and do some stuff without having to invest yeah. on on both of them um so so i think that uh and graveguard as battle line for me is really like oh so good like so so i've got i've got my own leanings but i do think that there's some some sick sick tech in legions of blood so we're gonna go through each of the uh we're gonna kind of go through each of these not quite sub factions um legions of nagash is an interesting book in that i feel like it was a beta test for 2.0 um yes like they they hadn't quite figured out sub factions yet. Um, you know, later on we get like you know IDK and and they they have their their sub factions in there. The the seasoning's not quite right because they don't quite feel like they do enough with their what they're called enclaves I think in there. Um, and then by the time like we roll around to uh you know 
the the next slew of books and like it's fully fleshed out um but it it feels like a beta test where it's like oh no they're each going to be different armies they're each going to be different allegiances they should probably have just been sub factions we'll treat them a little bit like i think sub factions for purposes of our discussion because they all have grave sites and you know six up death save and they all have some of the same basic stuff they just swap in and out a couple of rules and a couple of like sort of force organization stuff obviously in the artifacts all, all, all that stuff changes so um, we're gonna start with uh, we're gonna start with uh, we're gonna start out with the uh, the the supreme lord of death himself his personal um, his personal uh, faction sub faction uh, with grand host and Michael I'm gonna go, kind of let you take the lead um, you took a grand ho- host list yep. deep deep into CanCon was that was that was that the five and one or was that the six and zero oh? nah, that was the six and zero oh, that yeah. was the six and zero oh. yeah, yeah yeah so so uh, you tell tell us a little bit about your list before we jump in on that was that were you running Nagash then. Yeah, it was. It's the the cookie cutter you were talking about earlier, but um, it was thirty and twenty Grimgast with a um, uh, necromancer and portals. Um, and I think that year, um, there was a a realm in play as well. So you got the realm spells mm-hmm. included. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that made him um, even better. To well. Take. Yeah, some some extra extra value and for for eight hundred points when realms and realms have of course shifted, which is is where. Do you think? Now, obviously, he's not as viable as then, but do you still think vi- like Nagash himself is viable in our current you know depowered realms sort of landscape, and he doesn't get all the death uh, death wizard spells on the table anymore? Yeah, um, um, in in legions, I'm I'm not sold yet. Um, I've had two games trying to use grand host um in the current state of things um and like i think he'll be good against techless because he's getting plus three to get to those unbind those tens mm-hmm. um but if you if you don't come up against techless and you get what's i think the matter 60 sentinels shooting at you like he's just not gonna live mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so um it's it's still still needed to be tested i'm sure there's something there that you can do but mm-hmm. i haven't found it yet mm-hmm. so so from the grand host perspective like what is it that uh what what is what is grand host just for our listeners like what what makes grand host its thing uh, not, yeah yeah so grand host is the the sub faction in legion where the gash can only go into he's the only one that can go in and if you're running him he has to be your general um you get a, a five up heal on all your units like at the start of the combat phase if you roll a five up you heal them um and it gives plus one attack to morgasts as well so um and i think the battalions the first cohort so you get nagash three units of either skeletons grave guard or black knights mm-hmm. and a unit of morgast and then the little rule there for the battalion is uh, if you're within three inches, Nagash can palm wounds off to the Morgast, so, which is not too bad at the moment, especially with the new War Scroll, because there's got the Osiarch Bone Reapers keyword, so you can heal them. So you pass your damage off, and then at the start of the next hero phase, you heal them for three. So, And then I guess you can throw Vile Transference or something like that in as well to heal them. So yeah, yeah. there's a little... A little tech there that you could run i suppose mm-hmm. um yeah it's, it's it would be difficult in my opinion okay so <clears throat> so that's grant uh so that's that's grand host um uh 
the um the artifact I love to use, which no lo <coughs> which they just killed and it did nothing wrong, was a Sific the item. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those give, give those those monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. it did nothing wrong. Um, it, uh, is there? Have you found like a, a replacement for a Sific the item or? Or, I mean, realm artifacts aren't aren't here anymore. Um, ah, I haven't. But the, yeah, the Balefire Lantern would be my choice for the neg ones to wound rolls within six. Yep. And then yeah, you got to re-roll successful cast rolls for wizards. I mean that that can be both good and bad if they just get the spell off and have to re-roll it and they get a higher roll. You out of unbind out of range. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so I, I thought... The... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, that would be the artifact I'd take. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah. yeah, that's about it, really. Stu, any input on the, the artifact portion of Grand Host? What's, like, in this current current landscape, what do you think? Any, any standouts? Yeah, it's, it's a challenging time. We, we, are, we are struggling at the minute. I mean, uh, we'll probably come on to this a little bit more later. But, yeah, the diadem used to be... Uh, my go-to when I used to run um, Legion, which was a long time, the Grand Host, which was a long time ago, I'd uh, I'd sit with a, a White King on Mount, um, yeah, that yeah, yeah. Um, so he's on his command, he's on his uh, terrain for the two plus with the diadem for the extra the extra stroke, yeah, um, yeah. So so there was, but those those days have gone. Yeah, to be honest, I've, I've not taken uh, Grand Host for quite a while. Um, the... But yeah, it's. So I think the the lantern, as you say, is it's it's the go to. It's what it's what I see people with um, when, when I see glass. people playing. Yeah, yeah. The time glass one where you pick a hero at the start of your first hero phase. Yeah. and you're just doing more wounds to them. Yeah, got to get rid of Cathlars in uh, Lumineth, I think. So that'd be a good shout as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's it's anywhere on the battlefield. Uh, once per uh, once per battle, you can just just kind of do this. Um, uh, the um. This is where we also have Lord of Nagash Azar. Um, and so so this is where, like, yeah. one of the things that I think really works well in Grand Host Nagash, uh, as you said, like, maybe Nagash himself isn't, you know, the, the most viable option. But a, a Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon, the fact that you're not bringing an Ethereal Amulet anymore to every single party on it um, has caused us to have to, like, think outside the box on, like, where to put him. Having a minus one, yeah. that, that minus one wound roll on him and the minus one cast because he's going to be in that battle uh starts to become yeah. pretty appealing it starts to become appealing um you throw you throw spectral um the neg one to hit spell if you get it off twice as well you're practically running on ethereal then like mm -hmm. yeah, you can't hit you can't wound him yeah um, but what you're saying before about changing gears like i think everybody that was running vampire lords with ethereal um decided to yeah change gears like i it must be hard to go from that three up, no rend to yeah three up copying rend. Some people just I know I'll change gears. I haven't seen many. Yeah, yeah. You haven't seen Blazes really at all. You haven't been seeing Blazes much. No, no. So are they? I've taken it once. I've taken it once since since the big changes and and I took it in Legion of Blood. Um, and it was with Ness. Yep. So I was making one. Um, immune to rend. I was sticking the orb on the other one, 
uh, just to have that 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 round when you you basically it's like the old um, the old doppelganger cloak. So you you yeah. you're basically shutting them down for a turn with that. Um, and I, I tend to put the soulbound garments on on the um, the one. Mm-hmm. So so you you tend to have the 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 big they're immune to rent yeah. the rerolling ones. So you've got the three yeah. up rerolling ones, and the other one's got the the orb. Is the way I've been running them, but I'm still struggling. See, it's, uh, it was the easy mode before, and now we're now we're forced <laughs> to to do something different. Right, right. No, I see. I actually so I've, I I think where Grand Host of Nagash actually sits now is at one k. That that's become my read. Because like a white, just like a standard white on a mount, like a mounted white, uh, with like yeah. Lord of Nagash's R, that's Lulu. <laughs> a wild Lulu has been spotted stealing my phone. Um, that Lord of Nagash's R plus the Lord of Bones, like projecting out its its plus one attack, so it it has its plus one attack from from the Lord of Nagash's R with a complement of Black Knights can start yeah. to do some st- do some work. Michael, I keep cutting you off, but there's. No, you're all right. A bit of lag. Australia's internet is the best. Australia. <laughs> um, there, there is a there is a 2k one drop list for the Grand Host with that battalion, the first cohort. You can get Nagash, three battle line, be a one drop. I guess you can compete against uh, like clown cars and whatnot. But well, KO, it really is the game of outdrop them. They lose it, it more than ever. Yeah, it's I'm... just tough. Like you got to roll that, win that roll off to drop first, I guess, to mm-hmm. to have a chance. And um, with with only having the one hero in the gash in that list, you're probably necking yourself anyway because you're you're not in range of all the units to save them. And with like Croak, NATO, and Teclas out there just dishing out mortals, is probably not 100% competitive. But there is that one drop list where you can have a run at things i think well a grand, grand host um nagash um re- running grand host with actual nagash um you're you're it's harder to get the value out of him because he is like you know t minus until dead yeah yeah and but like i mean you still have his like his his command ability is board wide the grand host heal is just table wide it's on a unit per unit basis so it's got some resilience if you don't get just blown off the table which many times can come down to clever deployments like if you just deploy yeah. like you you have to like learn your deployments with with grand host and i know every army has its own like hoops to jump through but the fact that it is such a house of cards you kill our general you shut off half of our abilities or more depending on yeah. on yeah. your your general I mean, it, it shuts down our Legion's abilities harder than almost any other army out there. So it's just, it can make it really punishing. Um, but the force multiplications are still in there. You know, you've still got your Van Hells. The problem with Van Hells now is you can't make the three-up caster cast it. Yeah, you, you can't auto-cast it. <laughs> like, so it's this, like, super unreliable, like, but awesome steroid now. Yeah. It, it's just... See, the, the... Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So the, that's what the the opponents wait for, really. If if you got the gash casting other spells, they're like, oh, I'll just wait for the necromancer to cast and unbind it. Yep. You know, like they just wait, sit there, wait, and yeah, you just negate half your tricks, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and there's still in in general for LON, I still think they do have a high quality of battle line. Um, I I uh, I used to really yeah. favor skeletons. Um, but chain rasps are super competent for what their role is. 
you know they're yep. decently mobile decently survivable <laughs> um grave sites they're cheap uh, relatively cheap they're they're really like one of those yep. ultimate bubble wrapping units um so they've got uh, some i still go ahead sorry i still like diables for battle line you're chucking in a corpse cart you get plus one to cast and they're getting an extra uh one up oh like they go to a four up save so mm -hmm. yeah i think they're really really good battle line yeah yeah, and then um, this is of course um, uh, Graveguard as battle line in Grand Host. I think is a, I think that's a, a, a what I would call an absolute hidden gem of of this book is Graveguard are at the old cost of Grimgast Reapers, and at the old cost of Grimgast Reapers that three sixty for what is it thirty? Um, they for me I was like actually making decisions on the math. And I'm like, oh, like, okay, speed and mobility and ethereal, you can't take away how much of an advantage that is in a game that has as many objectives and needs as much mobility as ours does. But, like, yeah. I'm like, damage-wise, like, they, they actually wear buffs better than Grim Gas Reapers. You can spike them, like, when you get the Lord of Bones, when you get the uh, uh, the Van Hells off. Like, they actually spark, spike harder than, than Graveguard, yeah. or than Grim, Ga uh, Grim Gas Reapers did so at the when they were even, and now they're cheaper and so for me they're just becoming a steal like i love death march it's it's still my favorite battalion in this book um yep. like death march grave uh, like uh 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 graveguard and rather than relying on them to like walk you throw them at a gravesite that's aggressively deployed hope for a nine inch charge re-rolling probably don't get it but then on next turn you're gonna smash the crap out of somebody you put a little tokyo drift of, of dogs in front of them for the old <laughs> For the old, like, uh, for the old school, uh, like, death tactics, like GA death when it really was just dogs and graveguard, <laughs> like, as far as the eye can see. Um, you that's still va a valid strategy that that catches people out pretty frequently, yeah. For sure. The um, the other thing is where you put your grave sites as well, especially with the new battle plans like Blade's Edge and Forcing the Hand, because they're so table centered. Um, if you can just keep your unit alive around the four grave sites, yeah. it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, the only thing is, is if you don't have Nagash, you're spending your CP to ignore Battle Shock instead of getting stuff off. I guess that's where the the book in its entirety lacks is CPs. The yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's that's the major downside. I, like this was written without realizing command. I know that it was written without realizing CPs would exist, but not. It didn't understand the full importance of like farming CPs and like having like a wealth yeah. of them. You using it like its own independent resource, like you're playing poker and betting chips. You know, like it it the way that that became, and like has completely shaped our game in this this modern sense. Um, go ahead. That's just where. Like you're talking about, we're not sure where the meta sits, but if you, you you're coming up against Teclas or any of those Lumineth wizards who have you spend two CP to get your command off, the the you just up shit's creek without a paddle, you know, mm -hmm. like yeah, but they're not going to get it off because you have Nagash. <laughs> or, yeah, you know, Teclas Teclas can say I'm just picking one spell and that's what I'm having, and then yeah, and then I laugh at him and just d -d 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 minigun him down with mortal wounds. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 
then, then he rolls a then he rolls a four up and does it back to you. You know, like it's yeah. Like, I, it's know, I know. I know. I know. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah. Yeah. I. I, I um I do think uh, Grant hosts Nagash after the changes uh, points cost to Nagash himself um and just some of the outdated stuff a specific the item is just it it's a do nothing artifact like yeah correct it's pointless like uh, there's there's stuff like that in this book uh, the you know starting out with plus one CP is about the most you're gonna see in any of these these armies really in this in this whole book yep. so you're gonna have you know two on your first turn. And you're going to be holding one to get off that that endless legions, to, or uh, to to sorry, um, raise a unit. Back. Yeah, raise a unit back. Yeah, like you're just going to be holding on to one the whole game, and then the rest is going to basically if you have if you have Nagash, it's going to go okay. Everything shocking me and rerolling once to hit, rerolling once to save. Yep. And then if you don't have Nagash, it's going to be like you know reroll the occasional charge here. Um, you know Neferata if you if you got Neferata in there. Yeah. Yeah, um, yep. I I do think that it's become a, a state of the game for armies that don't have a ton of CPs to actually really try to like seek a, seek out a battalion. I think we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Like, um, so so Grand Host Nagash, um, it, it's in a it's in a it's in a wonky place, be, and most of that's hinged on on the Nagash guy. And I think this brings up a natural question that's been asked here. Uh, I can see it in chat. It was asked sort of offline when I was talking about this episode. Um, what do you, th do you think we're getting a new, we're going to see like a Legion of Nagash 2.0? Like bo both of you, uh, you haven't stock, uh, talked for a little bit, Stu, so I'll, I'll let you field that question first. No, um, I've Legion and Grand Host isn't my thing, but, uh, but no, I, I, I mean, this has got to be the oldest book now, hasn't it? So I mean, Nurgle. wait, I think, Nurgle, yeah, yeah. But it's got a bit of a refresh in the in the um, ever chosen. Ever chosen of, uh, gave them some box, so. slaves to darkness, and ever chosen both gave them tools and like updates in in sort of like uh, like sort of secondary ways that helped them. You know, points. I mean, we we've, we've just become weaker as new books have come out. Uh, is the way I've seen it. I mean, we've seen um, we've seen Vec, we've seen Nighthaunt, we've seen Legion of Griefborn, and then we've seen Bone Reapers. And what it's done really is just sort of skew our points and kind of just take things from us in a way. Mm -hmm. I, I think that we do a refresh. I'm worried. I, I, personally, I don't want it yet because I think that there's still quite a few lists and there's some good tricks still in this book. There's some stuff that we've got that's going to feel the nerf stick when it comes out. I mean, we've got some nice bubbles. We've got some nice withins, not only withins, still kicking about. Mm -hmm. um, and some of those things are going to really change the way we have to... Our board presence is going to be really, really tightened. I, I like mobility. I like spreading out. And I think that if we start working with holy withins, it's going to be a bit of a struggle unless we get some significant points reductions so we can get even more bodies on the table. Um, but yeah. I, I, I'm happy at the moment. So you're um, actually happy with the book. Cool. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I, it, we'll we'll tackle some of the stuff you brought up there. I just took a couple notes here. Um, uh, Michael, uh, you know, where, where are you at with like Legion of Gosh 2.0 book? You know, like I, what? what, sort what of, you, yeah. Sort of in the same um, page as you there, but um, the the holy because I think in your last rant cast you were talking about holy within and. Get it out I just get it out of here. Yeah, punt it from the game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Oh, well, I got a feeling that's what's coming for us as well. Like it, uh, holy within eighteen or holy within twelve. 
mm-hmm. of heroes to get that six up. Um, the fact that we were all about after saves and we've now been uh, shafted by only ha- allowing to have one, especially with like the diadem as a, an yeah. example, like that. That we need like yeah a refresh there maybe. But the biggest thing is uh, the grave sites aren't uh, terrain. And that's what scares me as well is that if they touch that as being terrain part of the terrain yeah um it like you gotta keep away from here 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 and here like at the moment i can put it on an objective there's nothing saying i can't oh i I, so early on i remember and this is this brings up an interesting point early on with gravesides i'm like just make it terrain so people stop complaining about it um and like be, because like I just remember like people complaining about like gravesites all the time. I'm like it's because they they ignore them. I put a little coin yeah. on the table, and then the, they they yeah. never ever think they need to interact with it. So when I pull back a whole unit out the gravesite, they're just like what? And I'm like you could have zoned yeah. it this whole game. You know like you could have done that. Like it's it's the most telegraphed like summoning in the entire game with the yep. most constraints possible. Something of mine has to completely die. Like, full two dead, it must be gone. Like, it's not... I'm, I don't have a summoning board on the side of random stuff that would be fun. I have, like... Uh, uh, it's in my list already. You know what it is. You know what it does. And it has to die. You know you can retreat from a unit that's on three skeletons, right? So that I don't have the opportunity yeah. to, like... To bring it all back. Like... Yep. It, like... Or you could zone out any of my gravesites. It's only for my general, so you can body block my general from getting to the gravesite. And so I was just like, I was angry at people, and I'm like, stop complaining on the internet. Like, make it a terrain feature, because then people will realize it's something they have to interact with on the table. And, like, now I'm like, no, 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 Don't make it a terrain <laughs> Don't make it a terrain feature. <laughs> um, because of that, that tactical... That... Go ahead, go ahead. There's just too many rules for um, terrain pieces as it is, where they can put them, where you can't put them. The fact that we can have two in our territory and then two wherever else we want them, just they're they're perfect, in yeah. my opinion, where they are. Just don't don't touch them. Well, this yeah. is this is one of those like really cool mechanics that's still in our game. I think, you know, like and, and I don't want to ever scr- talking about like Curse of Years. You know, yeah, Curse of Years like it kills a bunch of stuff, so people are gonna like you know pay attention to it. I think a lot more uh, than just like the gravesites is an interesting mechanic. You know, you think about, like, it's this, like, fixed point where you go, that's a gravesite, and you, you, and how, what that does for the tactics of your army, you know, I'm a big fan of arranging them in, like, a diamond configuration in some manner, depending on the deployments, yep. and just, like, I'm like, oh, no, like, uh, you know, knife to the heart, like, I know I'm going for, like, an aggressive strategy, I love to run 15 black knights, um, I will put one gravesite on my objective with, like, basically my entire army, some of it, like, and then I'll throw something in the is something in like something in the gravesite underground just to keep people honest, so they're like worried I might pull it out somewhere. Uh, and then I will uh, just charge. I'll put three points on their objective and then just charge fifteen black knights at it. Pull them back, charge fifteen black knights at it until I win. And just like you, like it just it unlocks these like I mean isn't that the most death thing ever? I mean that's full on World War Z where it's just the the like that they have that <laughs> shot where they look like they're just they're running on top of each other's corpses to like climb up the side of the wall. You know, like it's the most it, it, it it's it's so flavorful. It's so interesting. It's one of the things that just like gives this thing. If you get just uh, here's a terrain piece or here's four little mini terrain pieces and you configure them like like Sylvaneth trees. You're, I'm just gonna be like, no, 
no, this was interesting as it was. I got to model my own little reminder for everybody. And, you know, so put my own identity, my own spin on it. And it's just, it's one of those things that if we do get a 2.0, don't scrub it away. Now, I, I'm i not convinced we are getting a 2.0, personally. Um, I'm not. I, I don't think it's happening, personally. I think what what's more likely to happen is we've seen... We've seen Night Hunt and we've seen Ostiarch Bone Reapers, and I think that and Flesh Flesh Eater Quartz is separate. But the way that like that that Night Night Haunt and and Ostiarch Bone Reapers uh, interact with Legions of Nagash, I think that's the template they're going with. There's going to be a new vampire army down the line, and it's going to have some interactions with this book. Like Neferata can go into the the Neferata and Manfred can go into that new vampire book, these space vampires or whatever they're talking about, like. They can go into that book and do stuff in there, but then like it's not going to come back this way. So I, I, I think, think if they go in there, yeah, I go, think go if ahead. they go in there, I think we'll lose this book. Is that what it is? I, I, yeah. I, I mean, I can't see that they'll, they'll they won't be allegiance anymore. Mm. They'll all have their own books mm. because once all three Mortarks are in different books, and then you've got the the new Pretenders in their own books as well. I mean, this this will cease to be if we if we get the uh, the the Soulblight book with with Neff and Manfred in. Oh, I, see. I mean, I, I, I personally, I fear we're going to lose Death Rattle and Dead Walkers as factions as well. I think that they'll go the way of the the Grot. Hmm. Um, personally, that's where my fear is. The new book will come with, um, just uh, Blood Knights and things like the old. What were they called? The Vargeist. Var Var Vargulfs or yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Yeah, So I mean. <laughs> I just think that some of these more traditional uh, fantasy things that aren't IP, I, I hope it doesn't. Well, but I do have that fear that it might. To, to that, that might go. To that point, you got to keep the classic necromantic, like uh, army of darkness, undead. You got to keep it around in some way, shape, or form. Um, I, I, I think a two point is is potentially. I don't think it's going to happen. But if it does happen, it should go more like a cities of Sigmar route, like. Just, you know, a little, just, I mean, there's a lot of dead units in this book. Like, I don't care about my bat swarms. Like, people should still be allowed to play with their toys, but, like, you know, there's there's still a lot of, I mean, you're, this could stand to have a breath of fresh air added to it in, in the form of, like, just, just like a, uh, like a newer take on what legions mean, I think. But, I, I again, I don't see it happening. Um, I get your points, too, about, if they say, "Oh, the new vampire army gets these two Mortarks," then like all this just goes away. They don't. There's no reason to have these old things. These. It's scary. I hope not. I really don't. I hope not. Um, because it's a great book, and like you say, so many people are invested in it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I like to think so. I mean, they kept they kept a lot of the things that I thought were going to go with Cities of Sigma when it came out. I thought we were going to lose a lot of those old Empire units, yeah. but they're all still. So you never know. I think it's important to maintain the. Um sort of the legacy of the game you know like just just in these little ways they don't need to be these huge imposing things but like cities has found a nice niche as this you know like other order sort of side army a lot of people do play cities but like as like the new focused orders armies uh come out people kind of gravitate a little bit towards that like focused thing and and that allows the other people who just kind of want to play with their old toys or go fishing for sweet tech in a in a really thick book you know it leaves them to just kind of like you know essentially sandbox i 
I think that's you guys have kind of talked me into it. I think that's what Legion of Nagash should always maintain is being a sandbox of death. That that's just talking with you right now. I'm like, that's the, <laughs> the sort of eureka I just had. It should always just be this like death sandbox because that's what, what, what it should, that's what death. I mean, there's, there's something quintessential about that, that like, I'm just going to res all the corpses. I don't care what the corpses are. <laughs> then like, let's go fight. Uh, so little, little blurb on, on, uh, we're gonna skip Sacrament and uh, and uh, Blood for now, and jump to Legion of Night, of course, which is uh, Stu, your your sort of uh, your champion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's my love. Uh, so Legion of Night, I mean, this is this is to me. Um, I think it's the flexibility that, that won me over. Um, I was playing um, Grand Host for a while, but like you, um, the backbone of most of my competitive armies has always been the Death March. Um, and I, I have a, a, a standard go-to of 40 skellies with spears, two tens with swords, uh, just five black knights, ten, ten grave guard, um, and, and the white king mounted. And this is, this is like the backbone of the list. Um, and first off, Legion of Night, getting the plus one to death rattle in your own territory is massive. Um, secondly, there's... Uh, so, so you've got your White King on the two plus there. That's before you stand it on terrain, which is, is is pretty sweet because in those hero missions, nobody expects it. Um, you, you leave him a little bit exposed. They ignore him and they go for the big fighty thing, and oh, he's he's great. Then you get the ambush, so you get three units um, that you can bring in from a board edge. Uh, importantly, importantly, you still have your ability to stash in grave sites too, don't you? Because that's yeah, a feature yeah. of grave sites. So what this. Uh, Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just saying, so So you get the additional three. So these ones are going to come in on a board edge. Within six, nine away, you can still deposit your summonable units in the grave. So I've played a lot of games where I've started with nothing on the table. And I've I've put my grave sites, just depending on what I'm playing, in a position where, well, I can come on either side of the board. I can come in your corner, my corner. I can do anything. Do what you want. And then the thing is, I then come in and ambush, pull things out of the grave sites on whichever side of the board I want, depending on how they deploy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that with that uh, flexibility we've got with the grave sites and that the ability from uh, Legion and Knight to give us that other trick in the box so that you can put your heroes off the board at the start is, is really strong. So so with me, um, over time it's evolved. And I've, as I say, I, I played a lot of Mortarks. I, I Played triple Mortax for quite a while. I took them to Australia, got humped, um, but it was okay. <laughs> Day two, I found my level, I, I, uh, and I sobered up. But um, but no, I, I I mean, when there was no shooting, Mortax were good. Now they've got eleven wounds, a four plus save, and a six up death save. Uh, that is terrible. That not, is terrible. It's not enough. I, I, and I know that we're cheaper now. But it's still god awful. How can a plague bearer, or how can a, a blight king or something have a better save than my death lord? Why, why don't death lords just get a five plus? I don't mind if deathless minions get a six plus. But why, why aren't our big, big fighty things, the good ones, a bit better? Yeah. But anyway, that's that's my rant. <laughs> but the thing with the thing with a legion of knight then. So so that's the thing with me. It's flexibility. So if I am running. Mortax, which I run less now. I ran them tonight, but that was just a bit of fun. If I'm playing in a tournament now, I wouldn't take them. I wouldn't take them because they're not going to last. Uh, if you win a first couple of games and you start finding yourself 
against the people who are there to win, your Mortarks are dead. There's nothing you can do to save them mm. unless you leave them in ambush. That's another good thing about the ambush, actually. You don't have to bring things on till turn five, which is something else that terrifies me if we get a new book and it, it changes to be you've got to bring right them in at the end of turn one or turn two, two. or three or yeah. Yeah. Um, the way it stands at the moment, you can you can do some pretty strong points denial. You can threaten people for subsequent turn. People, they're used to deploying in such a case where they think, right, well, for the first turn or two, I can afford to stand back. But they have to commit at some point, and as soon as you start baiting them out with your your death rattle, which are at, I mean, a standard skeleton against on terrain against um, something without rend. I mean, you've got. A three plus save are you on? So you've got six up anyway, it goes to a five. Um if they've got no rend, you're a four because you're in your own territory, and then a three because you're on terrain. Ten skeletons on a three plus save. I mean I mean this this is just easy, and that's eighty points. Um they're really good for little objective grabbers, and if they die, you just bring them back. Mm-hmm. Um your forty mm-hmm. skeletons are generally going nowhere. Your white king is nigh on unkillable. Granted, we're we're pretty weak to mortal wounds, it's another one of our big big weaknesses. Uh, I, I just think that Knight's got, it. to me, it's that flexibility. Plus, if I've got my, um, my White King as my general, which I tend to do, um, you're given the plus three move, he's in the death march, so he's on a plus seven move. Um, so you've got a 12 in, you've got a 19 flat move. Um, you can uh, Lord of Bones, you'll always have a vampire for an extra plus one, you can ban Hells. So, so you've got your, your Black Knights that are on, what, plus two attacks. Um, then you've got them with Van Hells as well. Uh, you've got them moving a, a flat 16, turn one. I mean, and it doesn't matter if they die because you just bring them back. And they, they can't fail a six-inch charge, so that's a 22-inch threat. It's, it's, I mean, if that's aggressive tough. deployment, you're you're practically backlining someone. Like, it's, mm. like, uh, dep- depending on the, the thing. Like, yeah, no, Black Knights are... Uh, I, I think Black Knights are an absolute hidden gem of this army, and they play very nicely with uh, the the various command traits of it. So you you talk about Death March, which is uh, three inch hero move, uh, and then in is it Sacrament? A uh, four inch. A uh, four inch, four inch, yeah. And then um, my uh, Bone Electric slide list, I used to call it, um, was uh, I think it's. Where was it? Oh my gosh, I forgot my own list. How sad is that? This is one of the ones I actually ran. Um, oh my god, was it blood? I thought it was blood. Uh, some strikes. Nope. Wasn't blood. Maybe it was sacrament. Yeah, mastery of death. Um, Legion of Sacrament was the uh, three inches to. Uh, uh yeah yeah you see so three inches four inches seven inches so this was what i called the bone electric slide because they just like slid across the table so you move oh, your seven yeah. seven inches uh for from death march plus uh plus sacrament combat trait um so you're now you're now move 19 with your black knights and you can't fail a six inch charge 25 inch threat like you take a, a unit of 20 black knights spread them out sideways and just pin anything uh, just like here you go, your whole army's stuck there. <laughs> Have fun, and when you kill it, I'm just gonna do it again. Like bring it back up. <laughs> so they're they're, they're, they're really are good. 
and and defensively as well. We were talking there about skeletons on a three. Well, your graveguard and your um, your black knights are on two plus on territory on their own territory and on on terrain. I mean, it's it's such a resilient army. Plus, then you you healing from all your uh, your whatever the thing's called. I've forgotten what it's called. The um, uh, what's it called when they they heal them? Well, oh, the invigorating. Yeah. Well, uh, the uh, the heroes have uh, deathly invocation. That's the power. Uh, and so then grave sites, and then grave sites have invigorating aura. So you have yeah, sort of your double tapping heals, uh, depending. Yeah, so the resilience is it's massive. I mean, yeah, we don't have we don't have shooting, but you don't need it because we've got that reach. And we were talking there about um, Morgas earlier. I mean, I I won't take Legion a night without at least one four unit of Morgas harbingers. Because you bring them on, you bring them on nine inches away with that three d six charge. You, I take a dreadblade harrow as an ally. So I used to have to take a, a babysitter to go and deploy off the board with them to come on to give them the reroll. But now you just take a dreadblade harrow and you can teleport to exactly where you want them. That's great the tech. That's sick tech. So good. That's sick and, tech. And I didn't even thought of that. Oh, it's it's great. And you you come the way I do it is um, I'll take two fours and two dreadblade harrows. And so you've got pretty much, I mean, you've got cover. And those four four things are going to, they make a mess of stuff. Um, I was playing in, talking about the new realms, uh, playing in Shimon tonight. That's that's an extra attack. So uh, an extra plus one to attack. So, and so plus, they're hitting and on twos. And un- yeah, so you, they're hitting on twos. You've got, yeah. I have Manfred there with his bubble, so they're re-rolling ones. Just, it's, just stay away from the terrain. Both. Make sure you stay away from the terrain. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, good. Yeah, yeah. The um, uh, just to re- reset real quick on Morgas. Um, Morgas were kind of like a, a small joke of a unit, but like, uh, the the damage they deal is like they're full on blunders. The three d six charge to put it in perspective, the average on three d six is ten inches. Uh, that's a, the they on average get a nine inch charge. Yeah. Um. Like a below average roll, on the on the bottom side of average, they get a nine inch charge. So when you're bringing them on from that outflank position, um, the the thing is is like um, like legions of night to to use like the Vince Venturella is firmly a I think it's firmly a fat middle army. This is an army that if you're competent in it and you're practiced in it, the our game loves movement and shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, Legions of Night has plenty of movement and shenanigans, and it's mm-hmm. just it's hard for an opponent. Like my os- my own OC, I think about like my own OCR Bone Reapers army, which is I've sort of migrated that way a little bit late late uh, lately, as as you know, Chat Gang will attest. Because um, it's where Nagash lives the best. Um, but <laughs> the uh, the um, the uh, um, in um, oh my gosh, I almost buried my train of thought. Oh, I, I would struggle to fight my own legions of, of, of night army, my death march legions of night army, with my Osiric Bone Reaper army. I would be murdering skeletons left and right, don't get me wrong, uh, with more tech and stuff, but, like, the sheer, like, attrition of that army and ability to be in more places than I can possibly cover, if we're not on about a four-objective a four objective, uh, battle plan, I will whoop my own ass with, with a bad army, quote-unquote, with legions of, of yeah. Nagash. Um, I... Go ahead. Legion of the Night, it has, it has struggled with this handbook because um, if you go into a randomized uh, scenario, I've found that 
there's a lot now where your territory doesn't extend halfway along the board. Yes. So there's a lot of objectives that you can't sit there on your plus one to save. And once you start getting out of your territory, you're having to put two two grave sites in dead space that you don't really want to be leaving a, a general back. They're not really having a meaningful impact on our healing because they have to be in our territory. And then my Legion and Knight are not benefiting at all from the, the plus one to save. I found that in the latest GHB, I'm struggling, um, and and I got a, I, I had a bad experience at a tournament, and things just sort of like cascaded. Um, everything that could go wrong went wrong in terms of um, new armies and their strengths, plus the scenarios. Um, just and and I I just parked death for a little while. At that point, I thought, at, at the moment in this meta, I couldn't compete the way I used to. Um, and that was with losing the the ethereal amulets, and and it was yep. um, just that change to, um, to 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 my territory and where it is. Um, so yeah, I don't know where I was going there, but but I think I think that yeah, there, we are struggling a little bit. It is strong, it is good, but this year, um, yeah, we're we're not as strong as we were last year. We don't have to worry about the the uh, summoned on units not getting their their keyword like battle line their role because we're bringing back a unit so importantly yeah. if you're bringing back a unit of skeletons they're still battle line um because it's yeah. the same unit uh so that's that's a super important distinction for people playing it so you still have like that you have that slight advantage over like my beast of chaos army which was looking to uh, absolutely abuse just 10 idiot ungors uh that were quote unquote battle line but now they're not and like i can't abuse it anymore and so now i'm sad um way to kick the way to kick the like the did nothing wrong factions while they're down gw <laughs> i think i think before we close on night uh, one thing that deserves a big mention and it's the one thing is morbeg's claw um because yeah. morbeg's claw now um I, I i can't get around uh i can't skip it um it's just that plus two to cast and it's again it's a within 12 inches so I tend to have the claw caddies. Can be a necromancer, depends what I'm I'm running. Tonight, um, I took triple mortarks, I took 40 skellies, two, te two tens, and the four harbingers, plus a vampire, because I wanted the extra attack um, for the 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 Morgasts, uh, the, the cheap extra attack. Um, I love it. Yeah, so so I had that, but, but my vampire um, had the claw. So, so he just stood next to Arkan and put Arkan on plus four to cast, um, which Arkan really likes that, and so, so does Curse of Year. So real quick, uh, for those of you at home, Morbeg's Claw, in your hero phase, you can declare that the bearer will carve sigils in the ground with this claw. If you do so, they may not move, charge, or attack this turn, but you can add two to casting rolls made for friendly Legion of Night Wizards within 12. It's within 12, not wholly yeah. within, so you can nick the edge of a base on like a more on a, a more a Mortark. Plus two to cast yeah. across. This this solves the problem of Van Hels. Because Van Hels, I believe, is uh, is CV eight. Uh like I mean you're you're getting Archon's bonus on your yeah. on your uh your random like necromancer who's hiding in terrain with like a, a pack of wolves or like a ten block of skeletons there to just like throw pass wounds onto the nigh unkillable yeah. necromancer now has a plus two within eighteen inches for Van Hell's. Mm -hmm. So you can tag the tail of the the one black knight you left back this way and then boom. 
yeah. now they're double piling in. Now they're doing work. So, yeah. um, the, go ahead, Michael. Yeah. All right. The, the Morgas, I've got a story for him. The, the vampire Lord gave, I had a unit of six in a two and a half K tournament, uh, running the first cohort. And I had a unit of six, make a charge. This was before you could, um, swap weapons. So they had to, I had the archive with the halberds. A vampire Lord gave him plus one attack. They were in grand host for an extra attack and six of them wiped off nine evocators on cats that was like the best rolling i've ever done it was like, yeah those thundercats just dead yeah it was it's not like but uh with legion of night this is something i've been discussing with joel from measured gaming is the uh what we're calling the null deploy list so you have nothing on the board um mm -hmm. i think there's one in where you can have um ghouls start off the side and have your your two dragons not terrorgeist but dragons in the squad yep yeah. so then again you got nothing on the board unless you take an arc regent which you probably will but besides that and um i think joel was looking at uh beasts and having nothing on the board as well so you know your your eels your ko and even seraphon and stuff have nothing to shoot at and you come on and hopefully get a double and compete <laughs> Yeah, it's what it works. It's good. Yeah, yeah. No, the the null deployment is. I mean, this is. I mean, it's it's a skill floor thing. Like you, you must be this tall to ride. Learn learn how to like abuse it. I mean, that's that's. I, I talk about playing from the back foot. Um, you're giving opponents decisions now. The, my fear of like with null deployments is sometimes like an army like fact. If you bring a forty block of ghouls, I can screen that whole backboard edge, for the most part. And like stop you from outflanking me there. So now, so now I've pushed your tricks up yeah. this way. So savvy opponents can. Yeah. Yeah. You don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. That, do you? Yeah. As soon as you you know who you're playing, most of the time you know their skill level and you mm. can see what they've got on the board. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. You, yeah, exactly that. You uh I remember one of the guys who we do the podcast with, um, Liam, and he's one of our really good players, and and he he, he used to take out quite a lot of tournaments. He's having a bit of a hiatus, but he was playing um. Uh, what was he playing? Stormcast, and he did Vanguard Wing. I think it was he was doing. Or he did something. He deployed everything off the table, and it was at the Face Hammer tournament the year before last. Um, and the guy had corn, and he gave first turn or something happened, and then he, he just ran and he just ran and covered the whole table, and he, he couldn't deploy, and that was it. The whole army died in the sky. Mm. So it, it's a lesson. I mean, and he got caught out there. And I don't know. I don't know how he must have he must have had a wobble because he's a really good player, but uh, but it happens and and it's just uh, it never happened again and you you know you, you only <laughs> yeah. make the mistake once don't you yeah um, it's uh, I, I think that you you choose sometimes you're in the position where you know you're going to get shut off you're out deployed if you put in yeah. something on the board it's going to die so yeah you just stick it off the board and and then you, you give in well, the decisions to your opponent this is this is what we call playing to your outs you know like. You, you just you you know that you're out you're either out punched outclassed or outshot and you're like well I'm on the back foot but this gives me that like puncher's chance to do anything and so you you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna take that puncher's chance that you're just gonna land the, the shot right on the button even though they're like they're out scoring you on the card right like to use a boxing metaphor like you're just gonna you just gotta do that and and um I mean that's that's what it's about like the the toolbox armies I think always have um 
a really interesting place to play in 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 Age of Sigmar. I I personally tend to favor toolbox armies. I like having decisions to make in a game that impact the outcome, as opposed to something where like I deploy with the strategy every game. It almost doesn't matter who's line, lining up across from me. I'm going to you know like a brass stampede. I, I love it, but brass stampede has pretty much one game plan. It's going to line up. It's going to it's and it's going to go for a pin and win. And there's some, some nuance to it besides, but it's always going to try to essentially pin you in your deployment and just grind you down and win. Like, um, there are certain armies that just have that, you know, sort of basic strategy, if you will. Um, I like armies that have, like, a, more of a flow chart, you know? Um, and I think that that's where Lisa Nagash used to be when we had the cookie card, or the, the GGR, uh, you know, the the Nagash plus 60 or Nagash plus 50, if you wanted to fit in, like, the extra hero or whatever. Um we used to have like a little bit more of a like a straightforward battle plan or, or winning strategy, and now we've become more of a toolbox army, a lot more like yeah. like a Cities of Sigmar, where you just you've got decisions to make up front, and then you want to sort of force those and parlay those decisions onto your opponents and hope they make mistakes or make the wrong decision or they make the right decision but the dice go wrong. Now you've got an opening and you can really capitalize. So, yeah. I think that's a fun place to exist personally. Um, uh, let's see. So we, uh, from there we'll kind of, uh, go, we'll backpedal a little bit to, to, uh, uh, to Archons. Uh, you mentioned the, you mentioned your, uh, any battle traits, that, uh, real quick that you, that really are standouts for, I mean, I, you I tend to be taking, to, tend to be taking Manfred. Yeah. yeah. Well, I did now given the, um, given the, the fact that they fall over to take, uh, like in a stiff breeze, um, I, th I think it's it's a tricky one now. Um, I do like my White King as a general, just for that that swift form for the the extra two inches to move, mm -hmm. um, and plus two to to move and plus two to run. And that's the one that I've always tended to take. Uh, alternatively, um, you can go with a buff suspicion so that you can put four here four units in ambush, which is quite <laughs> a good one if you're uh, if you if you're wanting to play. A bit of a monster mash game, and and I mean, you obviously can't take a Mortark then, because if you take any Mortark, you have to take Manfred, and he has to be a general. Yep. Um, but I've done above suspicion before if you, when you're going heavy with the vampires. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think there are options there. It, it is my favorite one just because of that flexibility, right? And I think that's been that ambush as well as the grave. Um, that's what I love about it. Uh, so real quick, uh, chat gang, uh, Dead Montana redeemed 1,000 RDP to remind everyone that chat gang ain't nothing to fuck with. And Minwin Pants says Morgas are the greatest unit in the entire game. Um, so, um, they're they're pretty awesome. <laughs> I think they're, uh, they're, they're perhaps a little underrated, but that's because that, that role is that, that two unit or two models or three model blah squad tends to be a, just a weird a weird um role and i don't think a lot of people know how to use it use it well right now i, th I think that, re that reduction in points has made them a lot better the it's, that we've just oh, we've yeah 200 points okay. for 200 points right they're no they're down they've gone down further 190 now yeah, uh, yeah. okay yeah, it's in the faq so it's uh it's definitely worth it now that unit of four for three uh for three eight is yeah, my my tar my wish list number was 180 for them, so 190 I'll take it. And in in terms of legions and Nagash, um, you've got enough cheap 
you've got enough cheap bodies to make up the points. So you can take a unit of dogs yeah. instead of some skeletons and, and get your points yeah, back. Just make sure that when you take the harrow, um, you, can, you don't have to teleport within the si uh, within six of the board edge. So you want to be within six of them to give them the reroll to charge, but know where they're going to end the charge so that they're still getting the death save yeah. because they, yeah. you, they, you think they're tanky um, and they're, they're, they're quite good when, because they're not monsters, they're quite good when they're, they're sitting on terrain and they're on the three plots. Uh, but that death save really helps. So yeah. <laughs> you you never want they always need the babysitter or else once you, yeah. you start losing them, um those three three attacks from each one that falls, you really feel the pain. So, right. so right. have a babysitter. <laughs> yeah, and you're not bringing any back with gravesides because they're at what four wounds apiece? So six. Nah. Six. They're not summonable. They're not summonable. Yeah. But yeah, yeah the six wins apiece. Six wins apiece. So, okay. Yeah, so having them on terrain on a three plus with a mystic shield for the reroll ones. And if you give have them in Shimon, uh, you can also get them down to the two plus on terrain. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's strong. Yeah, yeah. Right on. Right on. Um so this brings us back to like Legions of Sacrament. Uh Legions of Sacrament, uh it's sort of random other things. So you've got your uh, ambush uh, in night. You've got your extra healing in Grand Host. Uh, Sacrament has like the really niche one that I think I've in the in an entire more than a calendar year of tournaments of running Legions of Nagash. I never once got it to go off, uh, which is uh, when ever an enemy is destroyed before removing the last model, you may pick one of your grave sites within six inches of that model roll a die then remove the model and on a four up you can summon back a unit never once ever got it to work because a clever opponent just takes the last one off from outside of the yeah yeah, yeah. so it just but when, when they do it with one character that's when you look that's when you start oh no hands together. no i i when did i one, did i was like yeah no i killed it i killed a necromancer and a mirror match and i'm like okay here it is one okay all right didn't get oh. it <laughs> didn't get the unit all right but if i had it wouldn't have changed the outcome of the game because I was already winning. Like, but style points. So um, I think it's the one of the more useless ones. But but uh, you can get um uh you. This is where you uh, your Legion of Sacrament Wizards also get plus one to cast, which uh, yeah. corpse cart um uh, with your necromancers. Now you're at that that vaunted plus two to cast your Van Hells. I think that's where you really. I think that's really where kind of some of the money is here. Um, there's also, what is it? Uh, there is a battalion that yeah. that is, is pretty handy in, uh, I think it's called Lords of, Lords of Sacrament is the battalion. Um, it's one with yeah. the Necromancers and the Mortis yeah. engine, isn't it? Yeah. The, um, yeah. 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 Yes. It's, it's, it's pretty strong. So, so that's got some, some legs, I think. And you can now, you're... go ahead. Sorry. It's got huge legs because it's giving you plus one in the shooting phase. If you're within six inches of the Mortis engine. So you're getting an extra save for the battalion, which you're going to need in the meta at the moment, I think. Like, mm -hmm. the shooting's really coming along. So that's probably where you'd be headed if you're definitely running Arkan and Sacrament. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you, you run Arkan uh, and, and Legion of Sacrament. Uh, you can, you're, you're tossing out a the bonus saves uh, to your like little necromancers and, and the stuff in the battalion. Uh, yeah. Plus they have their bonus to cast. Theoretically, you, you can find some terrain to stay, to deploy on. Like you can, you can like really uh, beef up some resilience in that, in, in this army. Uh, and, that, then, in, and then in, they get an extra cast, don't they? In that battalion as yes. well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Is and that the, the same? Mortis, no, it's, it, 
that's just Sacrament itself, I think, isn't it? Sacrament oh, gives that... them plus one to casting yeah, rolls, plus one to cast. and I believe the well, Lord... They get an extra spell in the, um, in the Battalion, I think. In the Battalion, if they're within the Mortis Engine, they can cast one additional spell a turn, is, yeah. is kind of the and Battalion the ability. The Mortis, Mortis Engine is healing them once per game as well, so mm -hmm. it gives you that extra resilience again. Yeah. I remember before the, um, uh, before the nerf to endless spells and stuff, I used to, we did it, and... I think we'd just got the new General's Handbook, and, and it was one of these... It was at Six Nations, and I'd been told I had to take Sacrament, because you could, you can't have the same um, War Scrolls as, as yeah. or, or Allegiance as other people in the team. Um, so I ended up with Sacrament. I'd never played them before, but it was before the nerf. So I had um, I had Akan and three Necromancers huddled around a spell portal, just blasting spells through it. Like, it, was, it was absolutely obscene. Uh, was knocking, I remember, 28 mortal wounds, but the Aether Quartz brooch um, on the other side of the Bloody Mirror managed to managed to negate 23 of the mortal wounds that went through in this one <laughs> round of uh, magic. It's madness. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was that was a strong, strong battalion back then. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is, I also like Death March in Sacrament because of the aforementioned Mastery of Death. This is where you get the bone electric slide. You get the three inch move plus the four inch move, seven inch move on all your death, essentially your death rattle stuff, um, and just plus three inches to anything. That's going to give you that flexibility. Um, yeah. It is it is a hero uh, fa uh, phase movement as well, which has its own sort of advantage because you can do that movement and then set up some stuff. Um, so yeah. um, if you've got like a teleport that goes off, say via a spell, uh, you can spell teleport then move three inches and then do some stuff so so there's there's just some little interactions that open up because you can do that um i mean that's that's the main one i find myself using i guess dark acolytes in there um honestly most of the times i'm running Lord legion of sacrament i'm not taking arcan um i'm running like a vlasta or like a white king um and then my plan is to just have like super buffed up uh like necromancers and and uh and uh, like a vampire, and just just really just like giving my vampire casters and my uh, necromancer casters more value from that plus one to cast, and then a little bit of some tricks. Um, as far as uh, um, as far as the, uh, do you guys have an artifact that jumps out to you uh, still in the current meta? Um, Black gem. Black gem is yeah, it, it's the only one worth taking because it does anything at all. And uh, it's uh, it's dumb. It's a once per game. Try to roll a six up to to slay something outright. But uh, I've gotten that to work way more often than I have gotten the master's teachings to work. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the, the other one's straight out of darkness. Yeah. yeah, for the madness one for the shooting. Yeah, yeah. But the black gem's just beautiful. Oh, it's minus two to hit. Yeah, it's minus, it's minus one if you eight. Eight. Oh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's good. So you put it on your your necromancer next to your because you got the battalion. Your your plus one save. Your neg three because you got lookout sir on top. Like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Really good. Right on. The um. The the black gem I've I've seen take off um Marathi on a six up. You know back when she was <laughs> prevalent like it's. It's just one of those ones where I think that's where G-Dub are headed, trying to keep your toys on the table and not take them off. So, 
you probably won't get that in a rehash book, but yeah, the fact that you there's nothing you can do to save it or stop it, that that, that one model is just slain is just well, yeah, hilarious. When it's not you. <laughs> people have to play a, be aware of it too, though. Yeah, like it's one of those things where it's just like it's like Slayer of Kings on on Archeon. Like it's not necessarily likely to happen, but I have yeah. to be aware that if it does, I am like in terms of my decision making, and that's that's the advantage I think the Black Jung gives you is people realize that like my necromancer has it and they're just like oh i can't go near that thing it could kill my thing outright or like you suddenly yeah. have a situation where like a one little necromancer is chasing a marathi across the table and they're just like <laughs> um, death stagger isn't it people are terrified oh i love neff I, I, I mean, yeah. that, that, that dagger is just obscene the, the stuff i've done for that dagger yeah the, yeah, uh, wristbands of black gold are also, I think, relevant right now, which is roll a dice each time you allocate a wound or mortal wound to the bearer in the shooting phase. On a four up, the wound is negated. Yeah. So, so yeah. I just wish I could put any of these artifacts on Arcan, and then I would, I would run him in in his own in his own legion and and not feel bad about it. Um. So, like I said, I, I find myself like Legion of Sacrament. I find myself running it without Arcan. I tend to run one of the two battalions whether it's death march which is just a death battalion or um or the uh, sacrament dedicated one which is uh lords of sacrament uh when you you kind of mortis engine is a small tax i think but it 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 pays no you don't think so you think uh it does stuff beyond uh, projected yeah okay uh care, you, would you care to elaborate why why do you like mortis engine the, the healing once per game so and it's also doing mortal wounds to your opponents the the big wave like it pulses um, in an aoe yeah like yeah. You, you you can throw it forward or like it's a, another support piece for your hero like stew's talking about taking the dread blade for his morgas you can do the same with i guess your zombie dragon or even if you got arc and like he heals um with it like i i don't think it's attacks i think it's okay great. Okay. They got a shooting attack as well, or a scream, is that right? I'm going to have to look now. Oh my. Yeah. It shows the number of times you've you've, sh you've shot with the Mortis engine. I'm sure it does. <laughs> it's been a while, I not I haven't run a Mortis engine in a long time myself. Not going to lie. It's got the whale. It's got the whale. It's the yeah. D3 um, models if you roll higher than the... Um... Yeah. It's only a nine Yeah, higher than units bravery, it suffers D three. Roll two dice. Yeah, pretty the the classic, you know, sort of scary scream thing. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I guess the next one is uh is is uh, legions of blood. Um, I like legions of blood. Um, yeah. I think there's some hidden tech in legions of blood. Um, it so is. so it's it's sort of different quote unquote stuff from the you know bonus to cast uh, you know uh extra ambushes and so on and so forth is you get the um immortal magistry which is you know minus one bravery sometimes matters um and favored retainers which is add one to the attacks characteristics of all melee weapons used for friendly <laughs> legion of blood vampire lords and legion of blood blood knights so uh there was a errata done for Vordry, who doesn't technically have the uh vampire lord keywords or whatever now he has them so it does work on Vordry as well um so legion of blood it doesn't work. what's that it doesn't work on neferata though 
No, she it's a shame. The vampire lord keyword. Yeah, so it doesn't work on her. Um, Shit. So, so this uh, on its face value looks like the one where you want to throw the most vampires in. Uh, that's okay, fine. But I think when you the be best legions of blood is actually played with a Neapolitan selection of like bringing some more guests and, and so on and so forth. Um, don't go, don't get baited into plus one attack on on blood knights. Blood. <laughs> it's it's nice on like the vamp the Vlazda you may still run. Uh, you know, yeah. I I think especially since you run Neferata in here, and I still would run her in Legion of Blood. Oh, yeah. That she gives ethereal to my Vlazda all over again, like mm -hmm. totally worth it. Totally worth it. Um, she's movement sixteen, so uh, twenty if you take the court. Right, and I, I always court of Namalia. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I'm not so worried about KO shooting in this army because usually you put your outside. You just go. I want you nine inches greater away than your like. Ask what the longest range gun they they have. Plus nine inches. You've got plenty yeah. of skeletons. You can keep her protected from shooting um, when it counts, and then just long enough to get the Vlaz to, to do its to do its dirty work. Um, so I actually really th like Legions of Blood um, personally. Uh, I love Orb of Dark Majesty, the command trait. Subtract one to hit rolls to attacks the target of the general in in the combat phase. Like it is in the combat phase, and we've got stuff fighting out of sync a little bit more. Obviously, it doesn't affect shooting. But throwing that on a on a on a Vlasta feels pretty potent. Um, I like a Sanguine yeah. Blur because plus two inches of movement yeah. is always relevant. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I guess I'll let you, I'll let uh, you take over a little bit, Michael. It sounds like you've got some some takes, some hot. Yeah, um, there was a, a tournament before the pandemic started that was being hosted in Brisbane by the um, the guys there. They were um, before general's handbook dropped they were doing an event with no realm uh, artifacts and no um so you couldn't take your um ethereal amulet and stuff but this was the list i was taking was a legion of blood with a uh vampire lord on dragon uh, with sagwin blur like you said but giving pinions as well so if you get double pinions off he's moving um 24 inches and so, so and he can re-roll so for those oh, yeah. who, who don't play uh, Legions of Nagash, um, our lore spells have something called Locus of Shyish, and this is super poignant. Uh, in the future where we do get a Legions of Nagash 2.0, or we don't, and we stick with our book, and they just update some of the language to, you know, make Osephic the item do anything, you know, there, there's some language stuff that can be updated to help this book out too. Um, Locus of Shyish, if you unmodified a uh, cast roll of nine on any of your lore spells, specifically lore spells, it it casts yeah. twice. So when you're saying double double opinions, I think this is one of those those again cool death things that makes makes Legions of Nagash yeah. still have its own flavor. It's like Gravesites and Locusts are two of the things that just go. It's it's got its own identity from like how Osir many times is it, how many times is a double opinions when you are gay? It's uh, so good. Oh, it's so good. I have gotten a locus. Too many. Too many. <laughs> I have gotten a locus at least probably at least every game I've played. At least yeah. once every game, I've gotten a locus yeah. on something. Like whether it was a, a double uh, overwhelming dread, so you're like mi minus two, minus two to hit, yeah. get wrecked, you know, like, <laughs> like uh, or the double the fame. Special grasp with um, shackles, so you pick two terrain pieces, and then you got the shackles in front as well, so they're all 
half movement. Like half movement and D6 charges around the terrain pieces. Yeah. You're just like, you, you yeah. just like hold up the double guns, two middle fingers, like get wrecked. Uh, yeah, so double pinions. Uh, go ahead, continue. Uh, and you're re-rolling. Yeah, so on the, yeah, you're re-rolling your failed charges as well with Sanguine Blur. Um, this was my, like a list I was looking at running. I had everything painted ready to go and obviously events got cancelled. But you throw the uh, Orb of Enchantment, which is an artifact from Legend of Blood where at the start of the combat phase, you pick an enemy hero within three and that hero can't pile in, attack or use abilities. So you're really negating stuff like um, the Killer Dwarf. He can't get his re-rolls. Gotrick, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, Gotrick, yeah. Um, you, you can hit Archaeon. He can't it's it's once attack, so. once per battle and there's no roll. You just do this. Yeah, you just yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 really really good. Like you you got the turn at the bottom of turn one. You charge, hit that hero, and you if you don't kill it, you, you certainly hope you get priority and you swing again and you should be finishing it off. Yeah. So you're getting an extra attack because you're legion of blood. You throw one on, and this is where death sort of misses out. Especially because, like, the uh, Vampire Lord on foot's command ability is plus one attack. Yeah. But you got to do it in your hero phase. So you don't know if you're going to make it into combat. So you got to spend that CP. you got to um, gamble with it. Yeah, yeah. So that's where we sort of, you know, lack out. But I'd still rather what we've got than, yeah, change everything. Yeah. yeah. I, I see a Hobby Bear here just redeemed a thousand RDP to remind everyone that chat gang ain't none to fuck with. And uh, W. Soren says, good evening from Texas. So, hey, Soren, how's it going, my friend? Um, yeah, I, I, I like Legion of Blood. I think the two I, the two main winners in this book as it stands are Legion of Blood, Legion of Night. Um, Legion of Blood is, yep. is pretty aggressive when it gets right down yeah. to it. Yeah. And Legion of Night is super cagey. And I think that, that that's really how I, I, uh, I put it down. Like, some of the weaknesses of the army is it feels like Ren can be hard, difficult to come by. Like, we have a high quality of attack until we run into high armor. Like, skeletons, yeah. like, slap shit for, you know, what is it, uh, 80 points per 10? Uh, like, they, they're, they're about as aggressive as you can possibly be costed by the time, when, when you figure factor in that they get plus two attacks above 30, right? Like... So plus two attacks, you can add the plus have them on plus four attacks with any number of command uh, abilities from across or from around the army. Let alone like, yeah, like they they can they can really punch above their weight class, especially with uh, bonuses from like say Legion of Night where they're in their own territory. Now they're on you know four ups sometimes, three ups, you know, like in terrain. Like skeletons can really the like really take people to the task. Black Knights are another one of those things for like I just watched one whole calendar year by Black Knights on the charge. People just like suddenly being surprised when I tell them how much damage they're doing. Because yeah. the damage to attacks off the charge. Yeah. There's that yeah. there's that moment when everyone when someone's like got their like you know they they've got their like uh you know they're sort of like medium light unit that's like holding the side objective you know they're like ah he's gonna have to commit something serious to this to take it meanwhile the rest of the fight's gonna happen over here I'm like okay fifteen black knights are gonna go over there and they're just like how much damage and they just like start scooping off like fistfuls of bodies and I'm like, like and then they're fast enough to redeploy to where you need them for the next turn as well yep, after yep. they wipe that unit out they're so good yeah yeah so like there's 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 some like. There's some like there's still a lot of like tech in this book. I think you do fall down a little bit in terms of rend because it's 
it's more gas, which makes their role feel even more more significant in in the book now, more than it ever was. That the red two on the hal the halberd dudes they just they just you need yeah. them and you you it comes out of target priority i think that's where leads them go ahead i had them i had them hitting on twos re-rolling ones tonight just because <laughs> of the, the shimon commandability and then manfred's bubble so it's just so reliable yeah so reliable and I, you know it, you only need four and you get so many through it's, i i had two we're talking about Morgath stories. I had two. So this was when, like, original the original Ride of Ko, slightly before the LON tome came out. I had two Morgaths. No, it might have been right when the LON tome came out. I had two Morgaths because it was Grand Host. They had the extra attack. Um, yeah. So, so right when the LON tome came out, I had two Morgaths wipe out twenty eight Arknot Company. Just, just two of them. They 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 rolled an eleven inch charge, jumped over a screen, and since it was just the two bases, they flanded right on the terrain, like, kind of to the side. They went in and just blew up, like, uh, it was, they. I think they, they killed, like, 22 to the man and shocked off another six. And just, like, get wrecked! <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. With the Reapers, because they're not actually in the book, are part of the Legions as well, like Grimgar's Reapers. So there's Ren there. Um, maybe point-wise, not as good as what they used to be, but... They're still relevant. Um, I think they're still relevant. Yes, they still have the yeah. seminal keyword. Um, I yeah. mean, that's where you get a lot of force multiplication is off that is off that keyword. So yeah. they might be worth their points rather than aggressively costed before, right? Yeah. And I, and I think that... I, I think, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I, I just think they're really relevant because uh, I, like at the moment, every list I write is you got Krogan... Lumineth running around. That's what I'm looking at. And when you've got wardens that do rend when you charge them, you want to have that ethereal four up, I think, and having rend to attack them with their stupid Aether Quartz saves and whatever else. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think um I think Grimgast Reapers are worthy of a second look, especially in the context of Legions of Nagash, and I'll do a Night Haunt episode down the line um this month but uh i think i think um grimgast reapers are worth a second look in in this book um yeah i think graveguard or something you don't want to overlook either especially in death march or uh or uh or legion of night where they're getting that bonus to save um i love throw i love th yeah yeah plus the exploding six uh, exploding sixes like they they can just do some work when they're on the double pile and especially yeah so um but Black Knights are so tanky. Well, and that's the thing is like Black Knights are like um they're like a hammer tar pit. They would they, yeah, they're they're a hammer off the charge and then they're like and if they don't do their their damage off the charge the way you you need it to go, then they become they got like Yeah, they become kind of pillow fisted. But whatever it is there, it's just kind of going to be stuck there. Um yeah. uh, it it comes down to I mean, but that's they're so mobile, it's on you for target priority to understand can you know my 10 black knights or 15 black knights punch through this off the charge with average rolls yes no can i afford to get stuck in if they don't yes no like that's on your decision making and your target priority yeah. like i will that's what you're saying go ahead go ahead sorry that's what you were saying before with the tools and pick and choose what you can do you can do both scenarios with the black knights you can use them to be offensive or simply be that target where Okay, I'm not going to charge with them, but I'm going to sit on the objective and be charged. 
do you know what I mean? And yeah, just yeah, soak 100. up wounds. Yeah, they'll take it. Up, so, yeah. yeah, 15 is, is, is 30. Uh, yeah, 15 of them is, is 30, 30 wounds on a often four up save. Um, yep. Like, and then they're six up. Like, I mean, they just, they don't go down easy. And, and, and you're, and even as they're taking them off, if it's like there's one gravesite nearby, like you're putting one back on, you know, sort of every other and turn. Yeah, you've got a hero with a deathly invocation nearby. Like you're you're putting two back on. Like, I mean, they they can just be a slog to grind through. Let alone if you have two grave sites or three, whatever you're doing with them. Plus, they have that mobility to get back in the game late game. So, like, if you you have them sitting off on the side objective, saying you're not going to assault this, I have this captured, and then like yeah. so the game develops, uh, your opponent's committed. Now you have 12 inches, can't fail a six inch charge. You have 18 inches of getting back into the game, guaranteed. Yeah. I mean, they're. I I love I love Black Knights. Um, yeah, looks. I think Black Knights and White Kings are so efficiently priced. And if you've got him on his horse, I mean, the, the I I just run him in a five, and a five can do whatever you want. You can buff it up so that it can it can destroy, like you say, most mid-priced uh, units out there. Yeah. Or it can sit back and hold objective. And because I always play um, play knight, it's it's on a two plus save. <laughs> I mean, that's just ridiculous <laughs> and yeah. you know they they are they are uh one of my heroes them and the the white king i think that they've won me more games than any of my other things just because nobody expects it you, you go on a hero mission and you stick a white king with five black knights circling him on yeah. an objective and you kind of leave something big open in the middle to sort of bait them in a bit like a a zombie or a zombie dragon that they might think, oh, I'm not going near that, so I'll go to this other one. And you're pulling them right to the other side of the board. And when they do try and commit too late to your White King, they never get near it. They're like, it's on a what? It's on a what up? <laughs> it's a one up rerolling. It's, no, I, it's, it's I've had I have had more, and I've ruined it now by starting a podcast and running it for a year now. I've ruined it, but I've had more surprised expressions on people's faces with Black Knights than any single other unit in this entire game. Like it, like we're not, like we're talking on the range of like from hand to dust to catapult suddenly, you know, like taking off, you know, like a like suddenly yeah. taking off a high value hero, like the the surprise and like oh crap that's dead now because I just failed two saves like and I had a it was a you know this was a staunch defender freaking uh, uh, Celestin or not Celestin um the Lantern Man uh, oh yeah no like Castellan Castellan that's it. Got it. Oh, yeah, Castellan, like, oh, Castellan, like, oh, you're not going to kill this on my two-up re-rolling ones. I'm like, you just rolled two ones, buddy. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, um, there, there's, uh, yeah, so there's just, uh, yeah, I, I mean, there, uh, Black Knights are just continue to be um, that unit that just keeps on, like, giving, <laughs> like, for me. Um, so I, I do want to uh, sort of, uh, maybe, we didn't talk about we didn't really talk about uh, uh, either uh, Soul Blight or GA. And Soul Blight, so Night Haunt is conspicuously missing from this book. I think Soul Blight is just going to, the, the Night Haunt thing is going to happen with Soul Blight. I, that's what I think. I think that they're, they're going <coughs> to flesh out Soul Blight into a full army. I don't know if it's going to be this year, next year, or three years from now. I don't know. But I, I do think Soul Blight. Anything worth? You think anything relevant in terms of Soul Blight worth mentioning for the for our purposes here? I don't quite consider them a consider them a Legion of. They're just in here. 
They don't get grave sites. Um, I mean, they have bloodlines still. They have the Ring of Regeneration. So if you want to pretend you're still playing with Vlad von Karstein, you can do some, you can do some stuff. Uh, if you want to play vampires, and this is one of our, our questions, I think you go Legions of Blood or Legions of Night. If you're committed to running a, a more of a classic vampire list, you're not in Soul Blight. That's my personal decision or my my personal belief. And then the the last thing is is sort of GA death or uh, uh, death. Now, I do think this, however, does have some legs. Because this is where you can pull in some more tech. Uh, you can pull in more tech crawlers. Uh, you can bring in, uh, you know, you can bring in some uh, night haunt pieces without allying them in. Like, this is this this one I do think has some legs. Um, either of you have a perspective on this? Uh, sort of. Like, I'm not big on Grand Alliances, but... Um one of the guys in my old gaming group was he um he was building towards a, a grand alliance death with um the using the cloak of mist and shadows mm -hmm. so that lets you teleport out of combat at the start of a combat phase so if you go chasing well it's in the combat phase instead of piling in and attacking with the bearer you oh, can okay. yeah 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 so yeah i think carry so it. They, it, <laughs> No, sorry, go on. Sorry, I'll, you, no, I'll you're wrong. No, 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 no. I, I, it, it's it's not it's not relevant. Sorry, it's uh, I'll, I'll catch you after. Wait. You. Okay. Yeah. Finish finish your point and then go with your not relevant oh, yeah, point because this is rant yeah, cast. Was, yeah. Um. No. The the bloke that was running had, had that with with crawlers. So you throw yeah your, your zombie dragon around and um keep it alive by pulling pulling things towards it and you're just picking picking heroes off and shooting shooting them away because they're too busy chasing you well and, and in general to, oh, yeah. to to that point i think that grand alliance death uses more tech crawlers and that's its secret <laughs> um because one of the downsides of nauseic bone reapers is they can't often commit the body to protecting the crawlers um mm -hmm. it's really hard to protect them um, it's, it, it's costly to protect them. Uh, I mean, you're talking at a minimum 130 points plus 200 points yeah. for the crawler itself. You're talking about 330 points of something that's, if you're lucky, it's scoring, but if it's scoring, it's sticking its neck out and just 10 more tech guard aren't going to stop anything really from anything serious from, from taking that, that point and then nullifying the more tech crawler by being within six inches of it. Because it, it's the biggest problem with the crawler is it's got a, a minimum range. So the six inches. In combat, or is it six yeah, or three? You can't. Six. It's, I I'm think it's sure six. It's I'm six. pretty sure it's six. So like, if, if you're in combat right. with it, it can't shoot you. Yeah. You're just getting yeah. slapped by the guy with the coffee cup. I call him the guy with the coffee cup. Well, it, can't, you, it can't shoot at all because you've got to shoot what you're in combat with, and yep. it's got a minimum range of six, so it can't yep. shoot. It it does. Means, it does have a melee attack profile now, but I have tied it up yeah. with, I have tied it up with ten ungors. Ungors <laughs> for three turns for three rounds of combat. Just ten yeah, ungors, just like sixty points yeah. stopped your two hundred. I I like yeah. ambushed them on. You shot across the table, tried to take off important targets, mind you, and then I'm just like, <laughs> like you're stuck. <laughs> like, um, but you you play anything like Stu's list that's um, coming on from board edges and stuff, or something that can move stupid amounts of movement 
and they get tied up, you've just you've wasted two four hundred points. Like it's yeah, yeah. I think it's death trap myself. Yeah. So oh, so uh, you you'd actually uh, Alex G from uh from the uh, uh left coast Corsairs agrees with you that that Bortec crawlers are a bit of a liability in OBR. Um, in 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 death GA death specifically, I think that's where they can really really shine because. Because it's 280 for 40 skeletons. You don't need to go that hard, uh, by the way. But like, just to put it in perspective, for that amount of coverage, for 280, I can build a, I can build a wave to stop you from attacking yeah. my crawlers. Plus, I'm capturing probably an objective. Like, that's a way more appealing to have like completely fanned out. I've got my crawlers 100% protected. Um, I've got deathly invocation. Go ahead. You throw the chain rasps in instead of skeletons; they're unrendable, you know. Like yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You... Sorry, I, I have a I have a skeleton bias. It's uh, it's yeah. well <laughs> like it's well known. Um, uh, I I love skeletons. Uh, I just I love them so much. <laughs> but no, chain rasper. I tried to say it early yeah. so I didn't have to like say it later on that I think chain rasps have a lot more value. But but yeah, yeah. You throw the chain rasp in instead. Continue your point, man. Uh, that's that, 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 that'd probably be better at five ups, unrendable, protecting so, the Mortec crawler. So you you might know I've not really looked at the new legend stuff. A carrion now in legends, or can you still take them in GA? Carrion? I'm not sure. Yeah, the the birds that sit up in the it's sky. Filth. Absolute yeah, filth. It's dirty. <laughs> it's we, dirty. It is so dirty. If if you can take. Grand, if you're taking Grand Alliance and those are legit, that 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 makes the army. I'd have to. Con well, it's not in this this book, right? So like you're you're under suspect to the legend rule, which means okay. uh, legend is a optional, and optional means usually no. So, so you just have to tap up the to beforehand. Yeah, you you bribe the to uh, send send uh, in your list, bribe the to, <laughs> um, and then you you can bring the carrion. Yeah, car Carrion's just... Uh, I run a, a tournament once... Well, I do a narrative one once a year and I do my competitive one. And last year, um, you should actually, if you get a chance to speak to a, a lad over here called JP, he does... Um, uh, he JP, does is that JP Janus? JP Janus? Yeah. Yeah, we interact on... We interact on the Twitters all the time, but I need to talk well, to him for uh, really real. He, he really, really did well with Legion of Grief for about a year, so that's one thing. And he did Sacrament for a while, but he's a dirty little bastard because he uh, he he sent a, he he caused an uproar last year at my tournament um, because he wanted uh, he wanted to bring these carrion, and then he kind of he shared some picture of him. He wasn't even buying the proper models, so then he's there. He's sort of like, oh look, look what I'm doing. I'm going I'm going to all this effort. Shared it in our WhatsApp, and then there was chaos. And then, in the end, the poor lad had to uh, he had to withdraw his list, and he submitted the list that he'd put at the last tournament. Um, but anyway, yeah, um, that's funny. They ended that's up funny. getting comped out of the the event. Uh, so there you go. But he's a good one to speak to about Legion of Grief, not a real Legion. Well, yeah. Uh, so Sir Flukes a lot here says JP is a dirty little bastard. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> no, we love JP. We do. We love yeah. him. No, I, I, he's got some really cool. Uh, he did a. He did a little uh, tangent. I think now you can drink chat gang. We're finally on a tangent. Um, <laughs> he did a. Um, he did a, a, a like a a graph on like 
uh, like sort of like aberrant stats that I found were really, really interesting, which is like, you know, um, you know, playing an army like you like to play your performance. It's worth about like a win or half a win. I can't I can't quite remember the information. I'm like, I'm like, this goes against everything like everything one would like intuitively believe where like actually, no, there is a there is a measurable factor for playing something that you yeah. like as opposed to playing something you despise. I think it has to do with mental yeah. the mental game. I truly believe that yeah. if you you play anything competitive, I think um you wouldn't disagree with it, but there are those out there that maybe don't like play on like that that's, heightened go go ahead, Michael. Sorry, that's the same as list writing or list building, my opinion as well. Like people are always asking for advice on what should I do with this, many points for this list or that. It doesn't matter how much you try and help someone if if they don't see the value or the way that that unit or points should be played, like the list is not going to work unless you wrote it yourself, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think I think that the really important statement there is like, if you don't see the value of the unit yourself, like I can write you yeah. the, the, the hard no, the most hard nosed <coughs> list with the models you have available, but if you don't, Black Knights. Uh, I'm going to come back to them. They're, they're, they're prepared. Yeah. This is a Legion of Nagash episode. Um, Black Knights. If you don't see the value of that unit as the switch hitter, like it is, that can be the tar pit it needs to be, or the like, or this like sort of surprise hammer, like the 18 inch gotcha hammer. You know, like if you don't see the value in those two things that it's capable of doing, or even that like I can hammer somebody. Uh, you know, the number of games I've won in Knife to the Heart specifically on Black Knights alone, because they just don't count on that, like, that ability to smash them and then regen them. I'm like, I'm literally going to throw these things at you turn one, which usually isn't how I would play a Knife to the Heart, right? Because you're usually posturing, trying yeah. to pick off some stuff and set up for that turn three to win, right? That jump turn. No, it's like, I'm going to throw these into your whole army, kill what I can, bring them, I'm just going to keep doing this, and you're going to run out of bodies and before you know it, it's going to be turn three or four. And suddenly, like, I don't even need to attack you on that turn three or four. I just go 15 Black Knights, ring, I've got it. Yeah. Like, where if you don't recognize the value of what you have, I, you know, some stuff you can win on the back of. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, the, the alpha, like, old school alpha IJ has, like, a, you know, when it was getting that sort of in-between zone of the new book and the uh and the ghb that like made them like casino like casino wall yeah. like that just slapped crap it, i i'm like I, you you didn't need to know much you just went i've got poker chips i've got these here the i have this many walls and then you just go Ugh, you know and like like there exists stuff out there like that but but i think the true once you get past that sort of like initial sort of um you know like once you get sort of that initial like sort of floor that skill floor and then you start to kind of try to live in that um that more um i, I don't want to call it competitive mindset because it's not necessarily about competition just that that place where you relish the game the gameplay you know when you're in that like that mode if you if you love and see the value of a unit i think that's where you really can can get dividends and i think that you can't play Legions of Nagash. Bring it back. Look at that anchor point. Segway. Boom. Yeah. I'm a professional. Um, you can't play Legions of Nagash without some love for it. I think that's that's yeah. really like a big, uh, a, a really big, if you were to distill out a lot of what I what I would say about this is like, you gotta, you gotta love it to, to really, to really unlive 
uh, that death life here. No, I, I agree. I totally agree. And I think we were talking a bit about mental game and stuff earlier on as well. Oh, did I did, I, did I, did I... Go, did I talk over your tangent, or is this the the tangent? No, 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 no. Okay, no, go no. I think we've done the tangent. That was just JP being a dirty bastard and, and playing with Harry. <laughs> <laughs> but no, 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 I'm just saying, uh, if you love it and you, you know, you you play it, with the experience, you, you, it's not just knowing the odds of whether or not you're gonna do well in a battle, but you, you just kind of everything becomes a bit instinctive with legions. The way I found it is that because you play it so long each thing has its own role and, and you kind of just it, it becomes second nature and things just they behave very very reliably um it's just you don't use a tool to do the wrong job and it takes experience to know what each tool does yeah. and so things like morgas i've seen when i've been watching games and things i've seen people really really play them badly you know i was talking earlier about babysit as well they're not the fastest unit in the world and if you misdeploy them, you might not even get some action from them until turn three, turn four. You, you don't want to be paying that many points for a key elite unit that isn't going to be involved every turn of the game, really. So I, I think that these sorts of things you, you just pick up. And if you love the narrative behind something, you'll push it and you'll make it do things. And, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll make plays with something. Manfred is... Nobody likes Manfred. Uh, I, I, lo I love him to bits. He does shit on that table. You will not believe. It's like no other model would do that. And it's because I, I push him. And, and he's almost in character. And I give people shit while I'm doing it. In a positive and friendly way. Right, no, I, I get what you're saying. I don't abuse people. But, you know, it's Manfred. And you, you do get in the heads a bit with it. Oh, this is... and, uh, and it's all a bit of fun. But, yeah. but people fall apart when they play Manfred. Well, this is I do this with with Nagash. Uh, I'm a I'm a he's by far my favorite War, Warhammer character. Um, and like I'm a I'm a Omni nerd. I love tons of stuff. You know, um, we're we're talking like in in the lexicon of how many nerd things I love. Nagash is in like my top ten list of like characters. Um, just the the like the self made I don't need no man like sort of you know like the 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 hubris the arrogance that's his ultimate downfall there's a lot that I love about it but when I play Nagash I am in the mindset of being Nagash on the table you know like and and I do my, I, like uh he's talking about like the in the fun way kind of playing with your opponent sort of mentally or like um when I do the you know, the, the hand of dust, I'm just like, I'm like, talk, I'm talking the whole time. Like, the whole time. I'm just like, I'm like, now, right, right about now, you're asking yourself, is he right-handed or is he left-handed? Does it matter? You know, like, I'm just like, being a total shit. But, you know, like... I'm, you... I'm, I'm the complete opposite when it comes to that. I'm totally silent, and then they pick a hand, you go, are you sure? And they're just like, yes! <laughs> Fantastic. Maybe this is why I don't, I haven't landed as many handed dust. So, like, every person who's, like, who's talked about, like, like how OP Dagash is or, or whatever, I'm like, I land, like, one quality handed dust a tournament. <laughs> like, like, I have... I've, I land like one. I got a I got a Star Drake at Bruce City Brawl, the, like off a point. Um, I still haven't gotten me a Marathi yet, but I want to. I, I've tried I several times. No, no, it's it's like a Pokemon, like a Pokedex. Like I just you gotta hand them all. Like, <laughs> like, like if you love, like I've got me I've got me Bloodthirsters a plenty because tons of people play Bloodthirsters. They usually play multiple, so I've I've. The opportunities to hand it, hand it to Bloodthirster, always there. Uh, 
I've got the keeper secret. Uh, no, no, I didn't get that keeper. I cast it. I didn't. They guessed right. Damn it. The one that got away. The yeah, one the one that one that got away. You always wonder about her, right? Um, <laughs> I, um, I, I see. I, I think it's worth for for folks. Uh, and we'll all just kind of like uh, give this back to you, but I, I think it's it's worth. I think Legion of Gosh is worth a second look. Uh, that's yeah. that's the big thing I want people to walk away from this episode with is is Legion of yeah. Gosh is worth a second look. Um, that's my my major read. I I think you you aren't the forty percent win rate downtrodden jobbers that you think you are. There's still a lot of great tech and there's a lot of great units available available to this book. What's your sort of like hey. summarizing? Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Michael. Yeah, I was gonna say my summarization is it, it's a great book. Um, the only thing is that there is a possibility of a new one coming. So if you haven't started death, you could just be prepared that it might not last for long. Right. Right. Um, it, and it's not, it's not pick up and I win games straight away. It is something you have to practice. Labor of and, love. Yeah. Yeah. But there's, there's enough in there. There's like, cause all the new missions, well, not all the new missions, but the missions in GHB have, um, extra points if you have a monster battle line leader this book has all that where you can make a list compete if you go to a tournament with all of those scoring options in those five game or six games in a tournament like if you need a, a monster you got small leaders in yeah necromancers and white kings you've got really good battle line that can stick around so it has all those tools when it comes to the competitive side of tournaments. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Stu? No, no, it's good. It's good yeah, shit. Good shit. Um, and then just, just uh, we kind of glossed over it here, but I wanted to make sure that we uh, talked about, I think we've, we've sort of identified them over the course of discussion naturally, but do you have any like units that are uh, like a highlight or a hot pick unit that maybe people need to like, like, you know, really like, Hey, this is this is actually a really star star of the book. Do you have one of those two, like a unit that you're yeah, like, hey, this is uh, great. I mean, we, we've really touched on Black Knights and White Kings already. Um, I think that's key. I think that Harbingers, Morgas Harbingers, and Legion of Night, they they really can't be uh, overstated how good they are. They're just mm -hmm. solid. Mm -hmm. uh, the the damage output's massive with one or two little buffs. If you've got a babysitter, they'll kill whatever you point them at. Yeah. Um. The the they are strong. Um, oh, yeah. And and they're terrifying. It's my first drop every time. I lift them up. Say so these are going in ambush, and then I place them right on the side of the table. Yeah. And and people are just looking at me like, oh, what? <laughs> Where's that coming <laughs> hey, in? Yeah. Oh shit! There's my first dead drop. There it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you give up no information whatsoever. Like there it is. Yeah, I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. Um. Any hidden like a hidden gem? Something that's not like uh, as much of a like a sort of backbone. Eh. Um. That like sort of auto include, but something more like in the right situation, it really can shine through. Anything like that comes to mind. I, I love the white. I love the white king. The white king. White, the white king is so good. I mean, he's so resilient. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, three plus standard, two plus in your own territory, one plus on terrain. <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty big. Uh, Flu uh, Fluke Skywalker says Stu loves Olander. <laughs> I think this oh. is shade. This sounds like shade. <laughs> No, this, this is abuse. Bullion. It's not right. <laughs> the um, the one unit I we haven't mentioned at all is the Coven Throne. Okay. Uh, its it... command ability is very much like the 
uh, sort of like Nagash's where you get reroll hit, wound, and save rolls of a one. And then it's got a spell where if you roll above a unit's bravery, you can't attack it or cast spells at it. So um, I don't know where it fits in at the moment, but... A total hidden like, gem. Got, like, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this is the definition. I, I think Co Coven Throne is 100% oh, a hidden gem. Um, what's your, your like, highlight? Like, you know, this is top-notch, like, you know, some of the best of the best in a book. Is it mostly what we've been saying, or is there something you just like to revisit again as that? Uh, just the Direwolves as battle line for... Okay. I know they've gone up to 70 points, but you throw in that uh, corpse cart, and you've got a, a two-wound, four-up battle line unit, and... Um, it might not kill much. Like he gets, plus, I think they get plus one to wound once they charge, but it's going to take a, an, an effort to remove them. Yeah, and the that, and then the corpse cart's giving your wizards plus one to cast as well. Yeah, so maybe the corpse cart is a shout as well. Yeah, no, my my uh, corpse cart's my hidden gem. I think corpse cart's a a, a hidden gem, and I, I I say that across all of death. I mean, a lot of death can ally in that corpse cart and. <laughs> Um, it's a really reliable piece for like uh, legions of uh, uh, sorry not legions of grief but um, night haunt can can utilize that corpse cart like there's um there's some good tech uh, that can be brought by like just a, a humble little corpse cart as an ally and some other yeah. stuff or uh, or when you when you're building your across the legions and you're really focused on a theme of like oh I'm going all death rattle or I want to be vampire -y, be like you'd be surprised what a corpse cart can bring to that party um um. Zombies, by the way, are a little overlooked too, especially if you're already bringing a corpse cart. So that would be another of my hidden gems. Is, is I think zombies, if you just want bodies, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, Vanilla Sauce says corpse cart for getting those feck buffs off is awesome. Like it's just yeah. corpse cart is it's it's just uh, corpse cart meta incoming, everybody. <laughs> 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 um. <laughs> so, um uh any uh any last soapbox moments any any rant you want to get off your chest this is the time i i think that six plus save it uh, i'm still aghast there you go there's another one for you i'm aghast six plus death i mean the death lots yeah come on yeah death lots. why do they have a deathless minion say they're mm -hmm. a death lot Give my Mortarks a five plus. I don't want anything more than that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you took away our redundancy, so at least enhance it a little bit, make it cleaner. Um, yeah. It's weird because like taking away the uh, redundant death saves only really hit a couple armies, and none of them were problems. The people, yeah, the the right. problem people had wasn't the right. They they weren't identifying the correct problem or the correct issue when they were there. I mean, it was it was an interest. It was a important band aid to pull off because I do think that redundant after saves you know, in the long run is kind of a problem, but like they ripped that bandaid off and it was, it was only like a couple factions that had it. And if you're, but, and if you're in the realm of fish now, everybody gets a six up save anyway, because all terrains. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all terrains and, and like right. mystical. Yeah. yeah. So and I mean, come on, what, what, what's that all about? Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So you got it. Yeah. yeah. Stu whining about death saves. Never. <laughs> Luke, man, you're just <laughs> you just lay it in, man. <laughs> yeah, it's abuse, abuse. Uh, uh, so, like your last soapbox moment would be death saves. <laughs> uh, uh, Michael, 
Uh, people whinging about Nagash's spamming uh, arcane bolts. <laughs> um, just, just deal with it. It's not even that bad. Come on, this is not a comet. Uh, this is not. It's it's one mortal root yeah. wounds. Sometimes a D three, which means two. Um, yeah, no, I'm with you there. There's enough. Oh, yeah, I won't go off. There's enough out there to compete against him. So no one needs to win your him ever again. I I think it's freaking awesome. Uh, personally, I think it's awesome. He's like a, it's a, a Gatling gun. He's just up there like, and just like, it, it gives death. Death doesn't have ranged. We have magic. It's a very magicy way of getting some ranged output. It's not competing with the exploding mortal or the exploding mortals of like archers from Lumineth Realm Lords. It's not competing with KO levels of shooting and range damage. Like, you can try to unbind any those. You're gonna see me roll that seven and just barely get it off. You can try to unbind it if you want. Armies are starting to just yeah. sort of like stumble into two, two to four unbinds just across the board as an army. Um, it cleans up the game. It makes it much quicker because gone are the days of the the Nagash player who just goes through the. Okay, I cast four spells. Um, and then they just like start paging through all the realm shit and all the, those days are gone. You just go, okay, I cast the three, three spells I need to get off. Guess what the rest are? You just start like cranking. Like it's, it's, it's awesome. It cleans up the game. It speeds it up. It gets home the fact that death has traditionally always been one of the, the magic powerhouses. You get to break the rules of magic in your own powerful, significant way. While all the other armies get to break the magic rules in their own powerful, significant ways. Like, it's good, it's flavorful. Because, of course, Nagash would cheat at the basic magic stuff. He already invented death magic. Like, he did that, right? Like, he's, yeah. he's invented necromancy. And, like, what cheat does he have left beyond inventing an entire school of magic? I know. I'm going to go thumb my nose at core at the core magic rules and, like, say <laughs> I get to, like, I get to chain gun uh, mystic, bolt, or mystic shields and, and arcane bolts. It's awesome. It's yeah. awesome. So, yeah, I agree with you. People who are whining about it, uh, there are far worse offenders than uh, between, you know, one, uh, between one and what, what's the absolute top end? Eight, if I roll that D3 every single time and I get a three every single time. Uh, That's 24. Yeah, 24 for 880 points. Uh, yeah, sorry, not sorry. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine I can as well for another three. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Magic missile meta incoming. Let's go. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Um. And then. Uh. The sort of last thing I do is uh, anything you want to put on blast. I know you've got a tournament, Michael. You want to shout that out real quick? Yeah, the uh, ever the end of the Everwinter is a tournament here in Australia. I'm running in Canberra. Um, I've got people from Sydney and uh, Victoria coming. Hopefully, um, we're just we're praying that uh, states open their borders again so we can get get amongst it on tables. Um, I know a lot of people in Victoria, where uh, Australia has a, a bit of a COVID problem at the moment. Uh, you know struggling mentally and needing to get around like-minded souls again so hopefully we can make it all happen um it's sold out we've got 40 people coming at the moment so fingers crossed it all opens up and we can get amongst it right on right on 
Um, Stu, anything you want to put on blast? Anything you want to shout out? Well, we've just started a YouTube channel where we're doing battle reports. So if you search Northern Invasion TV, uh, it'll have our little... Oh, no, I haven't got a thing. Oh, one of these. So uh, have a look. There's plenty of death stuff on there. Um, you'll get to see our Mortar Masterclass on Sunday Hell yeah. where we're against Lynch. Uh, but no, we're only just starting, so so we're yeah. getting there. But I think we've got about got about eight or nine battle reports up so far. So we put one up every week. So yeah, yeah check that out. If you subscribe, then I don't know. Something happens when I get a thousand. Can't remember what it is. Or I can live stream one. I can live stream events. We're, we're hoping to start live streaming our Scottish events um, and, and games as well, rather than just putting pre-recorded stuff up. So yeah, no. go and give us a subscription. Yeah, uh, subscriptions are free on on YouTube. There's oh, yeah. no reason yeah, 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 yeah. not to do it. You can even yeah. in your notification in your settings say never tell me about this ever yeah, again. Yeah. But just don't press it anyway. Yeah, so you just cool you just us. you just press it, and then he gets the numbers, and then he can live stream some some Scottish. Uh, events to bring that that sort of Scottish meta uh, to the foreground, and I think the more Age of Sigmar, the better personally. So so go do that real quick. Um, I'm gonna self shout out a little bit. This is uh, Meftober. Uh, it's five weeks in October because October is the best month, so it has one extra week. That's how awesome it is. And I will be doing a uh, Age of Sigmar Death uh, Army focused uh, video every week uh, this month all throughout um and you're like but wait there are basically only four factions what about the fifth one what indeed what indeed um <laughs> i see that you got matt doing the night haunt yep uh you can ask him about black knights because before he jumped on night haunt he was running uh sacrament a fair bit as well just asking for some stories about black knights he um he was really good with them i'll uh i'll be sure to um yeah, I've got a uh, local uh, Tanya who who's been with Flesh Eater Courts since basically through all the ebbs and flows of it, uh, pre pre new battle tome and everything. So so it'll be cool to get like a sort of local hero's perspective on that. Um, got Matt. I've got Sean, who's a, a, an American transplant in Australia as well. Um, so I guess it's also Oztober because I've got a bunch of guests on from from Australia apparently this month. Um, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna help me out with uh, that fifth death faction. Um. <laughs> um, and then uh, we're gonna close out the month with Ossiarch Bone Reapers, um, which is the army that I. You can actually see my cabinet here. Uh, this whole shelf here that's a bunch of leads and Agash stuff. Below that's my um, Beast of Chaos, and below that is my painting project stuff. And then up top is, like, my featured models. So that's where Nagash himself is and, and some OBR stuff. So, um, so like, OBR is kind of like my top shelf army right now, but LON's never too far from here. Uh, chat gang, uh, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, you're the show within the show. You're the reason we do this thing. Uh, remember to drink your milk, pay your taxes, go... <laughs> Go follow Stu on 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 YouTube, uh, Northern Invasion, and uh, and Michael. I look forward to you bringing death to next CanCon and destroying people, crushing their souls, <laughs> and especially uh, mortal Can wounding. <laughs> what was what was that? CanCon got cancelled uh, already. Already, come, yeah. They they come uh, the the because CanCon's a massive. Uh, event in Canberra, the whole event's been cancelled, so I'm not too sure what um, 
Clint's going to do because he's the one who runs the AOS tournament mm -hmm, at mm -hmm. CanCon. I don't know if he's thinking about running one down here anyway or not, but yeah, it's just uh, unfortunate that due mm. to COVID and whatever else, they've just canned it straight away. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. But uh, but I still, in the future, look forward to you crushing it with death. Yeah, no continuing the <laughs> continuing the streak anyway. Um, so thank you again, everybody. Uh, both of you, awesome for uh, making this happen with your crazy no. schedules. And, um, Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And uh, good night, chat gang. Thank you for hanging out with us.